Yeah, what's up? <laughs> you didn't look ready for that at all. I wasn't ready. <laughs> Where are you from? I am from Armadillo. They're not doing great, <laughs> by the terrible. way. There's uh, something, some illness infecting people there. So more watch and more out. People? Yeah, more and more people, man. This is Red Dead Reflection. My name is Brevin. My name is Tyler, and that was our... That's, I don't know. That was our attempt at an intro. <laughs> you didn't play a part. Why didn't you start a voice? I, I You really... You I was not ready. ready. <laughs> I was... I'm sorry. It's fine. This isn't Comedy Bang Bang, man. Oh, uh, it's okay. What is this podcast about? This is where... <laughs> <laughs> This podcast, uh, oh, there, is there a motorcycle driving by? It sounded like a plane. It sounded like an airplane. I heard that. It might have been both. Um, this is a... <laughs> a flying motorcycle? <laughs> no, that's GTA. This uh. is a podcast where Brevin plays through Red Dead Redemption 2, and we comment on it as we go. Um, welcome. If you're joining us now, I recommend you start at the beginning. Um, but if you're listening to us at all, then I appreciate it. So thank you. I'm, did I say my name already? I'm Tyler. You but you can do it again. I'm Brevin. Cool. And that's Brevin again. Um, all right. So this week, uh, how much did you play? What, what did you play up to, Brevin? So I played about five hours again, trying to keep it. I feel like, so this is my thing right now. I could obviously play more. Um, <laughs> but the whole thing going on, there's nothing to do anymore. <laughs> yep. But... I feel like I don't want to plow through the epilogue because I f- like I'm 88% done with the game right now mission wise. So like there's basically like two episodes max. I was thinking content. you might be done by now. No, we're not. Okay. Um but the mission that I last played up to was the toolbox. The toolbox. Yeah, that's uh, epilogue part 2. So we did get to the new a new part of the epilogue. Oh, okay. Okay. So you are in the final part. This but, is okay. So this is the final. This is the final part of the game. Yeah. Um. So That's you are fine. nearing the end, Brevin. I assume so. You can't fit two more parts in twelve percent, right? If there was an epilogue part three, I mean, come on, give me a break. <laughs> Unacceptable. All right, Brevin. So, um, if <laughs> I was gonna say, Brevin, if you haven't played up to that, then stop listening. <laughs> All right, I, I listeners. Listen. If you haven't played up to the toolbox and epilogue part two, then please go back and do that. Um, I'm not going to say the thing where I say, if you don't, if you, don't <laughs> you know how I do that? If you listen, if you listen to this podcast and you're letting us spoil the game for you, don't do that, but you can do whatever you want. I'll fill Thank it in. Thank you That's for taking that, version. fielding that for me, Brevin. I appreciate it. I just get stuck in a loop. Um, all right. So Brevin, first things first, we got to do our coronavirus check-in. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good. Um, things have changed a little bit. So previously, as you guys have heard, you know, I work at a grocery store. I've been working, but <clears throat> out of fear of possibly getting my parents infected, who are, you know, in the age group where you could say that they're vulnerable to the disease, um, I have taken, you know, two weeks out of work for now, and then we will reevaluate when those two weeks are up on what I'm going to do. I'm assuming <laughs> probably not go back to work because it's probably still going to be at its peak. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a. T- I mean, I guess now's a good time to take two weeks off. Is it really like it feels like know. a waste? Kind of. It's nice to like be free. You of, never like, know not doing anything, but it also sucks. You never know when it's the worst until it's over, right? That's true. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think it's good for you though. I I did notice that you were like a little bit less visibly shaken when we turned on our uh, webcams today. It's a so. lot less stressful. I don't have to, you know think about all the people who aren't wearing masks still 
It's probably changed since the last time I went to work. I haven't been to work in like four days now. I want oh, I want to pitch something to you, right? I've been watching a lot of Lemmy's show, which is like a sketch comedy show from the early two thousands. Very What's funny. What's it called, Lemmy? Lemmy L L I M M Y. He's a Scottish guy, um, and he 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 streams on Twitch too, which is how I found out about him. He's just mm-hmm. like he's super funny. Um, which is that that alone is a weird thing that a guy who was like making sketch comedy shows for network tv is now a twitch streamer like that's a weird that's the future meshing <laughs> of realities yeah isn't that interesting um but he has a lot of like like deadpan like uh cynical sketches that are awesome i love his ones where he talks he'll have like um a psychic on one of those tv shows where they talk to the studio audience and he'll be like oh like your your grandma is talking to me right now and like oh sorry but she's she's down under and he'll like point <laughs> down below it's like it's terrible i don't know it's i mean i can't i don't want to explain the comedy because that's lame but you know no, that's, i get it. i get that type of comedy so i was thinking with everyone is, is there another plane you got a lot dude, people aren't supposed to be flying it right might now. i don't know man maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's kicking off maybe this is it this is like the san andreas riot mission it. oh okay it's like okay <laughs> Thinking it's over i was like oh okay. <laughs> that's too. um but I was thinking, since everyone's wearing gro- masks to the grocery store, it would be funny mm. to have a comedy sketch where people like go to a grocery store to rob it, and they're all wearing masks, but no one notices <laughs> because everyone's wearing masks. And then they're like, you know, give me the money in the register, and the people are like laughing at them because the world's ending anyway. So who cares? Yeah. Wow, that's um, that's a good yeah. sketch, Can we right? Make that? Let's do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not if going. If this to... all fails, we have a backup. We'll say that. <laughs> yeah. We'll move into sketch comedy with that one sketch <laughs> that, that I one. my shower thought sketch. That'll be um, uh, how am I doing, Brevin? Yeah, how um, are you doing? I'm doing. This is my fourth week from working from home, and it is something. Uh, I mean, it's not that, and I don't know. It's an adjustment for sure. The days are like melting into each other, and I'm <laughs> losing sense of time. In in my four days off, it's it's been like that. Like, yeah, you said your your sleep schedule is just demolished. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's destroyed from... right now because there's yeah. no reason to get up early. Well, I was just telling you off the air that I have a I have a meeting I need to be at at like nine o'clock every day and like originally nine a.m. and originally mm-hmm. I was like waking up, giving myself plenty of time. I'll wake up at seven thirty, even though I need to I don't drive anywhere. And this morning I was in the shower at like eight fifty six a.m. and then. <laughs> ready for the meeting at nine o'clock so last possible second that's fine it's just the natural n- natural inclination we, it was gonna you happen. use up as much time as you have and you know yeah. if that's what's gonna, gonna happen. happen and now here we are all right brevin we got emails as always um, yes we need to talk about that we can talk about it right now emails i think we should do them at the beginning of the show we should have done this off the air but we didn't so we're gonna talk about it right now <laughs> well i love it this is a very honest way of developing a podcast um and also i got um someone who listens to this told me that they preferred us not doing it during you know the story because they thought it it broke it up too much it broke it up too much yeah so we either do it at the beginning do it at the end well okay how about this what if i throw you a curveball i take your idea and i reverse it and say let's do it at the end of the show i thought you were just not going to take either of those options i was like well that's kind of the point Tyler, <laughs> to take either of those options yeah we can do it at the end no you know what we'll do is we'll not read emails again ever <laughs> please do not send this email don't send it if, you, if you sent in emails take them back take them back just delete we them. don't want them no 
If you are interested in sending emails to the show, please email reddeadcast at gmail.com. Um, we read them on the show, but now we're going to read them at the end. So yep. be ready for that. What if you wrote, What if someone wrote an email and they were like, you know what? I want to write an email, but I don't want it right at the end of the show. You know? Well, it looks like we're not going to read it now. <laughs> They're going to reply and be like, don't read this if it's going to be at the end. <laughs> All right, Brevin, so we haven't read the emails, but we talked for emails, about emails, for like 10 minutes. That and was now not we're 10 minutes. finally going no. to... See, I don't understand time. Yeah, I was going to say, your time, your time. <laughs> oh, man, that's gone. I mean, if you if you don't think that, you know, time is an illusion and just a construct of man, just stay home for like a month and you'll realize <laughs> it's really just, man, like... Just, can you turn off all the clocks in your house, too? I mean, you have absolutely no idea. <laughs> get rid of the mirrors and turn and get rid of all the clocks and i'll just lose myself it's a it's getting to that man block all the windows too and then you literally have no idea what time it is (laughs) oh god that's that's just solitary confinement at that point (laughs) all right brevin what 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 where where did we leave off what mission did you start off with so let's talk about where we left off um last thing we did um let's see trying to read it okay so last thing we're trying to do was get a loan to buy the house in Beecher's Hope? Is that what it's called? Yes, Beecher's Hope. Well, it's easy to get a loan with everyone's social distancing. I know. Are you even allowed to physically go in and get the loan? There's no internet <sighs> this time. Alone. It was a play oh, on that, you were, alone. You're, you're, this is too early for this episode. You need to warm up to the bad jokes. <laughs> okay. Jesus. I'm sorry. You needed it's to fine. get a loan so that you can wow. buy a house and appease I'm Abigail. I'm still trying to process what you were saying. I mean, it's funny, but... <laughs> The moment has passed. It's fine. Um, yeah, so, all right, so the first note I wrote is I decided that for for John's time in this game, which is the rest of time, because I don't think Arthur's going to come back to life, um, that I'm going to use John's Cattleman Revolver. I feel like that suits John more. Oh, interesting. So I'm going to stick with that. I like that. The Cattleman Revolver, I think, is good. I, I mean... It's hard. You know how you get a gun and it's like the first gun in the game and you just assume mm-hmm. that it's bad because it's the first gun you get. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we've already talked about this in Red Dead, but like so many of the guns are on very equal footing. Um, I don't know. If Honestly, you know I'd it. say they're all very similar. Like they, I feel like every time I upgrade a gun, quote unquote upgrade, it's like the same gun just sounds different. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there is something to be said for rate of fire and ammo capacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think uh, bloom and accuracy, like when you aim down the, not aim down the sight but when you like aim and it yeah 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 you know what i'm saying yeah i know what you're saying uh how quickly how long it takes for the radius to shrink again after you fired i think there's a difference there but i was reading online that um there's no you know how they have the the levels of like firepower and stuff power damage sorry if there's oh you mean you mean like the, the way i think my mom is coming home or something and yeah, my something, dog is something's playing happening, with a toy are you talking about like the bars of damage and range yes yes i was reading that it's not like a i i I always assumed that it was like whatever it was at is the value but it's actually just whatever range it falls in is so if if there's like four um blocks of damage right that you can be in and if you're if you're below the first tick then you do that much damage regardless like the blocks damage not the precise amount of damage that you're uh, amount is that am i just like not explaining no, this it, well at all <laughs> i'm following but maybe it's because i don't i, I when let I think me about... let me draw it for you right oh, and here then we go. you all can right. explain it to our listeners great so now because it's on me now you see exactly so ready 
Here, now we All got right. some nice ASMR of me drawing. See, the thing is, when you're talking about these bars of damage, I don't remember there being bars. I know what you're talking about, the bars, but I'm like, they're not split off. They are like, split off. Maybe I just haven't paid attention. I know so, exactly what you're talking about. So, like, here, I, I drew four rectangles for Brevin. There might be five? God, that is can you see that because the sun yeah now i can see the sun the right. light in your room is shining through it and let's say that it's filled up to like two and a half right can you see that yes i can see that yeah All okay right. i see what you're talking this about. is your catalan revolver it does two and a half damage i two thought and a half that bars of damage that meant that it does precisely 2.5 times the base damage amount right yes, yes but really it does the same damage as any weapon that ends up in this in the bar in yeah. the third bar. Okay. Yeah, you're not even showing it to me, but that's fine. Uh, okay, you get what I'm saying. I just <laughs> yeah, drew an arrow right. above the bar. I don't know why that was necessary. But... <laughs> he draws an arrow above it and proceeds not to show anything <laughs> on the camera. <laughs> and we're also drawing for an audio-only podcast. Man. <sighs> all we, we can say is that if your damage lands in the bar that you see, it rounds up. That's all we had to say. Oh, there you go. It rounds <laughs> up. It rounds it, well, up. it might round down. I don't it know. Might. Whichever it, one it is, it, it rounds. rounds. <laughs> there we go. We got there eventually. <laughs> Feel like a scientist now. All that to say that it's you know you think that the weapon balances are like it, the differences are marginal, and it's even simpler than we thought. So, Calvin revolver. You know, you know what I will say is that the Carcano rifle I feel like is actually like kind of like way way better than any other sniper. Okay, that, I feel yeah. like that one shots everyone almost. I actually think I prefer the Springfield rifle just because it's cool that it's just single shot and the reload is really fast. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, is that? Yeah, that is. That's the the actual sling. You put a bullet in every yep. single time. Okay, yeah. yeah which you, one. which I actually originally thought was bad, and you would want a clip. But even with something like the bolt action, you still need to do the action, and that ends up taking as long as loading another bullet. It would would. You Did know? you mean to actually call it a clip, like the correct terminology instead of a magazine? You called it a clip, which is the right thing for that gun. You ever heard that whole argument where people use the wrong no. terminology for guns? I'm just a buffoon, so I didn't. <laughs> I, I just said a word that sound, felt appropriate. Yeah, so do you know the difference between a clip and a magazine? This is always fun to talk about. No, I don't. I, so, I was going to try to come up with something, but... Uh, no. It sucks because there's not any guns in Red Dead, I believe, that use a magazine. I don't think there actually is. The um, semi-automatic pistol? Oh, yeah, that would. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, um... I'm pretty sure they use a magazine. You, it, take an M1911, a gun pretty much everyone knows. That uses a magazine. You put... The bullets go inside of this, like, cartridge, basically. This is going to sound awful for people, probably, who actually know things about guns. This is, like, a really <laughs> dumbed-down version. I love us talking about things in depth that we, like, barely That we don't know, know anything about, yeah. Uh, right, so continue, you put it inside please. a cartridge, you put it in the gun, and then that's, that's, that's a cartridge. Or that's a... <laughs> that's a magazine. <laughs> and then a clip is, like... Take, like... Do you know... Like, an M1 Grand? I'm sure you know what that gun yeah. is. That would be a clip because it sits on, like, I don't know what the name of the thing is, but I guess they would call it a clip. It's like that little metal thing that holds bullets that you actually physically push down into a gun. Oh. That is a clip. So it, it a clip just, like, aligns the bullets to be pushed in manually, whereas yes. a magazine has an action to... To be inserted into a gun. To put like, the you don't put a in clip themselves. into a gun. A clip is just used to put bullets into a gun rather than being put into a gun itself. Oh, so the clip... Okay. All right. No, I get that. 
Yeah, that, that's thank the you, Brevin. That's okay, so I used it right, and now I will from now on because yes. I know. I'm I was so impressed. Confident. Most people don't know that, especially like people who only know guns from video games. I like, should have just bluffed. I should have been like, "Of course I know. <laughs> of course I know what a clip is. is. Are you kidding me? Watch me be completely wrong. If I'm completely wrong, <laughs> listeners, just please tell me. I'm wrong. Right, and if you know about guns, um, I wonder if gun sales are up. They must be, right? A lot of places are not a lot, I should say, but I've heard about places like not allowing guns to be sold anymore. So I don't know because of like impulse buys, like yeah, stuff like that right now. Or like we have, I'm pretty sure there's, I don't know if it's nationwide, but you you have to wait like 30 days now to get like a background check. And you got a lot of cars driving around. I no one's following now, the rules, huh? Now it's like a big tr- truck. I don't know. I we didn't have this problem the yeah, last we two didn't. weeks. What and is we're recording different? later? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Yeah, what the heck? I think we just got very lucky. It's fine. Once it hits like 8 o'clock, no one's going to be out. No one's listening to this. It's fine. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, one, no one listens to our podcast. No one's going to complain. Oh, man. All right, where were we? So, it's something about using the Calvin revolver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, that's... Yes. Yeah, so, so, that's... Where that's you don't even say anything about missions. Yeah. We, all right. No. We're already having a side. That's fine. <laughs> yes. I decided to further differentiate Arthur from John because that's what I'm trying to do. Um only use the well if i'm using a pistol cattleman revolver i was gonna say you're still gonna use rifles and shotguns and stuff yeah of course yeah i've been using the same rifles basically so first mission uh we just got our loan and we are gonna take a well we didn't get our loan but we're about to go get our loan we're gonna take a little break from doing that though we're gonna go do some bounty hunting with sadie it was our first time talking to sadie you had the option remember of going to see sadie in armadillo was armadillo no it's not armadillo it's a valentine no i'm sorry it is valentine i knew it was Yeah. yeah Um, or going straight to Blackwater and getting the loan. So you decided you're going to go see Sadie first. Yeah. We're going to go through Sadie's mission. I wonder if the order matters there. It it does. It has to impact the the conversation that happens. It's very minor, but I noticed like he says, he tells, um, during the mission with Sadie, he'll talk about how like, oh, I'm going to go get a loan. It's not like I got a loan. Ah, It's like, yeah, they did that, which is cool. I can always appreciate that. That is cool um so let's see sadie okay so you talk a little bit you know you catch up about what's going on you know you know oh you're still alive like she's so surprised um and you talk about how like basically you don't know where anyone is at Mm. this point like we have no idea who's alive um sadie mentions that she heard about someone who sounded like micah a year ago which is that's is that the the key that i've been missing is (laughs) that's exactly it yeah you you kept saying like i don't know what else there is to do but well because i thought his story was done but i guess you're right it's not like we need to get revenge see you are not you are a very chill person i think Um, because arthur's like arthur's done like there's no i understand john wants to get well does i don't even know if he really wants to get revenge on micah at this point like that hasn't really been talked about too much except in these missions yes now it has because we're kind of like off the ropes well, I don't know that I don't know that John is going to say to Abigail like, "Oh, I got to go and get." Well, that's what I mean. He we've been talking predominantly to Abigail, so he's not going to be like, "Oh, I want to go murder him." Yeah. But now that we're talking to Sadie and then the person who I'll talk about later, um, he's talking more about like violent things, I guess you could say, being more like the John we know. Yeah. In the old gang. <clears throat> um, so I'm sure I'll hear more about his endeavors with Micah. Um, let's see. <laughs> so when you go to do you you have to go to i think it's well how do you, you feel go. about that brevin do you do you even think it's worthwhile to pursue micah are you are you, are you just like i don't eh, think it is i don't think it's worthwhile guns. yeah i think at this point like we don't know where he is that was years ago like you're just asking to get yourself into more trouble john but but brevin micah essentially destroyed everything that mattered to arthur he destroyed 
the relationship that him, that Arthur and John had with Dutch, and just can stole we fully blame Dutch it though on them. Micah? Can we actually fully blame it on Micah? Like it was his fault that the gang fell apart. I don't know if we completely. I can. saw a a meme on Reddit today. I mm-hmm. normally like check Reddit, um, read the Red Dead Reddit like the day that we record just to just to see what people are where, where are people's minds at. And I saw mm-hmm. a meme of uh, the rat from Ratatouille. In the chef's hair, pulling the yep. hair. Are you familiar with this concept? Yeah, I know exactly. What you're <laughs> okay, <about. laughs> Ratatouille. Excellent I love Ratatouille. Movie. Yeah, it's very I love good. That movie. Um, the rat goes into the the chef's hat. There's probably an official name for that hat. I bet it's probably like a weird French name. I think it's called but, Chef's Hat. That's what I've seen okay. in games. No, no. <laughs> that's, if it's called on games, that's what it is in real life. <laughs> um, and then he pulls the chef's hair to like activate brain nerves to make him cook stuff it yeah, doesn't make like any sense life. but just don't like think too life. much about it um and then and it said that like the rat uh the rat's name isn't ratatouille the rat's name is uh i forget i don't, I don't, know I don't remember but it, it's voiced by the the cool comedian guy whose name i also don't remember but he's nice yeah. great content um <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember any of these people but there's something <laughs> um See now you're you're mentioning something that's in an email and I'm like ooh I should bring up the email but no Brevin no, said we're gonna wait, wait until the end so okay fine we'll wait until the end yeah it said Micah was the rat and well Micah's a rat in general but in this sp- specific meme mm-hmm. Micah is the rat controlling the chef that is Dutch Dutch yeah so it portrays Micah as like this mastermind who's pulling strings. Or Dutch's hair in this context yep. to make Dutch do things. Oh my gosh! It's crazy how many people are driving by your house. What uh, you are know you what recording at your house right now, or are you just in a room somewhere else that looks exactly <laughs> like your room? I think in it's the just middle of the city. It's a beautiful day right now, and I I think there's like people out on motorcycles and stuff. Um, but well, what are you gonna do? do so. yeah. What are you gonna do? Um, so all I, all that to say, do you think that Micah is like a mastermind pulling strings, or is he? just a bumbling fool who like happened to be in the right spot to like contaminate the mind of dutch i don't know because so the whole time he was in the gang he can we can't assume that the whole time he was in the gang he was going behind their backs that we cannot assume right it was only up to a certain point we know in fact that it was only after they returned from guarma that yeah micah was betraying them and feeding information to the pinkertons so right there tells me he's not a mastermind because if he was a mastermind he would have done this like he would have plotted to get into the gang to like literally destroy them it just happened to be that he ran into a situation where he could i see that yeah that's why he's not see in some ways micah is like the worst kind of person because like you know how you you see these like artfully designed villains who are like smart and see i don't want to say evil but like smart ill-doing people cunning and conniving Mm -hmm. and they have this goal that is against the common standard of good um but to this person from their perspective they're actually achieving good and that's why they're um doing the things that they're doing Mm -hmm. uh what's an example of this i know what you're saying but i I, you're right i can't think of a single example of it (sighs) man i mean there's there's like the that's you know that's a bad example but everyone knows what i'm talking about it's like a yeah, of course. it's like a trope where it's a villain who who 
every villain likes to believe they're they're a hero is like the cliche right Mm -hmm. because just depending on the context anyone can be a villain in somebody's story um micah isn't micah doesn't even believe he's the hero does he he's just like a guy who like bumbles around cause issues he's got a fat tummy have you ever seen that (laughs) isn't that what's up with that they like render that and we're like we want but it doesn't look weird it doesn't look like real to me it looks like (laughs) a a prosthetic like pregnant woman's not not a pregnant one but like you know the the (laughs) baby bump yeah the fake the fake baby yeah um yeah i don't know it's weird man do you have any thoughts on uh, micah's stomach um you know now that you point it out i can like picture it but i don't think i've ever pictured it beforehand (laughs) so you just took it as normal i was like why isn't he wearing a shirt yeah i just took it as normal you know that's what the, <laughs> all right that's what people in 1890s did right i get apparently um <laughs> anyway so micah yeah i i agree he's that's and that's why i think he really isn't the villain in this game i think no, micah is just a player who causes bad things to happen but not even intentionally like he he's sort of like bill in that respect who he's just sort of like bumbling around and like yeah he's a jerk but he's not plotting anyone's yeah, destruction he's, he's just, just like there. a he, he's exploiting the situation for his own gain that's which, the, that's the perfect words that's yeah it right there i can stop you're done you're <laughs> done having this conversation <laughs> oh, you've already you're going downhill if you say anymore <laughs> in general though for the rest of things that i say that's it yep <laughs> um yeah so that's all that's all there is to say there i think but are you that's why i feel like i don't need to get revenge on him because it's like it's not like in in red dead one i can't remember the name of the guy you get revenge on that's probably awful but it's been that long since i played but you you have a reason to get revenge on him you killed your father and like you like i could understand that you would want to get revenge as as the child of a dad who was murdered you know i understand that more i don't know i keep going back and forth in my head though because micah betrayed the gang you know like he it, it felt less personal do you understand what i mean so okay, like he was just another character. Like, like you wouldn't necessarily get revenge on the Pinkerton agent guy because of the damage that he did to the gang. Because he was just doing business at the end of the day, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, except, well, obviously, except for at the end when he like kidnapped Abigail. Yeah, um, that's not doing business. That's but... very personal. Uh, but yeah, you. I don't know, man. I mean, in general, I think revenge is a bad concept. That I think it shouldn't. depends sometimes. Well, I mean, aren't we just better off? Unless, like, what? Let's say that Mike. Well, let's know, say man. like I, I, any situation. Like, I just think about what Jack's situation was like, where someone murdered his father. Literally, like they got a bunch of people to come and murder his father. That's a situation for revenge, in my opinion. But his father it's was not a criminal. Any, man. It doesn't matter. It's my father. <laughs> So you are pro-revenge, but you're not pro-revenge against Micah, like the scum of the earth? It's, it's just different. It's less personal with Micah. Maybe it isn't. I don't know, man. It so, just feels less personal. Someone brought... And I, I am going to mention something that someone said in an email. Okay. I think that this is a yeah, let's, design let's do flaw. Yeah, let's do this email. Because I keep on wanting to reference things that people say in the email about the last episode, but I can't because I haven't read the emails yet. Mm-hmm. So from Maybe here on out, beginning. we're going to read them at the beginning. I've decided... Okay, that's fine. Should we read them now? Is Let's it, just do it we, now. Are we in too deep? I don't know, man. No, because it's gonna you're going to keep doing this the whole episode. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Just do it now. Let's just get them done. All right. Well, just we'll to... put the story on hold. 
to start off, what were we just talking? What just reminded me of the? We email? were talking about Micah Revenge. Micah Revenge, and then, you know what? We'll get to it. Are, if are we reading every email now? Let's just yeah, let's just read. All right, email. so here we go. I'm sorry. This has been like an episode and a half. It has. I tell you what, <laughs> not even like remotely done with it. But no, nope. it's fine. All right, our guy Thomas writes in. Thomas. He. I think he's only missed one week of emails. Maybe two, but he's, he is solid. Hey, guys, it's Thomas. I got some of, some of the words to say. So sit in your house and listen to this wisdom, mister. I, I will surely sit. It's very nice of in my Thomas house. to encourage social distancing. I appreciate yes. that, Thomas. Um, reminders of some RDR. So, okay. <laughs> I didn't. He's, he In his email, he reminds us of some Red Dead Redemption 1 events. Um, but I, I think that we'll get to them organically. So I don't necessarily want to read them out now because it could okay. be spoilery in the, in the fact that he reminds us of things that you and I organically forgot. And it would be nice mm. for us to just like remember organically them. remember them. Yeah. I got you. All right. Oh, and he, so speaking <laughs> of talking about things we don't understand, we spent a good amount of time last episode trying to figure out what to say to convey that John taught Jack how to do wagon stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah, how to how to drive a wagon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sets us straight. It's not called a wagon. It's called a coach. And a stagecoach <laughs> is when you pay someone to take you places or fast travel. And you say, we taught Jack how to take the reins on the coach. So there we go. There we go. That was that was amazing. It's, Isn't a, that... it's a coach. It's a <laughs> I imagine Thomas listening and be like, what are you talking about? It's a coach. <laughs> um, which, to be fair fake news right that could just be he could just be lying to us but i'm not i'm not going to verify him so where's the source i'm gonna say yes please cite your emails next time thomas (laughs) mli style please um and he does want to remind us that abigail mentions that john kills that man at the very beginning of the epilogue so you know how we were sort of surprised to hear that he killed someone when you first Mm -hmm. start on the carriage after the death scene of arthur um they're they're going back and forth and abigail says you don't have to kill that guy back last week and john says maybe he deserved to be killed and then she goes john not in front of jack so there is some i'm not gonna remember any of that setup still dying yeah you're you're not even paying attention but it yeah it's they they do mention it to be fair and that is talked about again too with conversations with other characters which we'll get to later okay it it really it is yeah that, that that killing is brought up i'm pretty sure it's the same one that's interesting okay um the first time jack okay so you were talking about jack getting revenge for his father's death and Mm. tom thomas makes the salient point that the first time jack meets agent ross or edgar ross um the guy that kills john he is fishing by a river and when he kills ross ross is fishing by a river i remember this yeah isn't that nice i do remember that yeah just to tie things together there that's isn't that crazy though that that when they were designing this game, they were like, oh, Jack kills Edgar Ross while Edgar Ross is fishing. So we should have Jack fishing when Edgar Ross shows up with the Pinkerton agent guy. It, yeah, it must have went exactly like that. Like they <laughs> they thought that deep about it? They did. They got to have that little reference. Come on. It doesn't hurt. And Man. so people can point it out. Like, I can't wait to like finish this game and look at all the little things I've missed like, and actually like fully like investigate the game you go i don't i don't even know that any single human mind could be aware of all the things like i i bet you that no one person who worked on red dead redemption 2 knows about all of the connections and meaningful choices that have been made oh yeah it's just impossible that's too much which i think is interesting and more specific to this medium than 
even movies where, you know, you have tons of people working on movies, granted, but someone is cutting every scene and, like, closely examining every inch of it. But you just mm-hmm. can't do that with this, can you? Like, Yeah, no, there's... I, I wish I could think of an example right now, but I'm pretty sure if you go on YouTube and look up, like you know not examples but like top five you know they have those list things on youtube top five you know easter eggs in gaming a lot of them are things that were put in by like one developer oh yeah yeah like actually no mew from pokemon that's that's an easter egg that was literally put in i'm pretty sure by i don't know if that's a myth but i'm pretty sure i've heard that mew is like someone put him in the game and it was just supposed to be a secret and like he didn't tell anyone about it Mm. well whether or not that's true thomas will let us know i'm sure (laughs) Um, (laughs) don't feel obligated thomas um so we were talking about telegrams last time which i think it's it's, you you explained it to me correctly it sounded right i believed it yeah um so he he sends in a few emails that are like hi stop it's thomas stop this is email stop are you good my (laughs) man stop stop so i do appreciate that That's and then funny. another one is your your podcast is no longer about reddit redemption stop your podcast is deep man stop so there we go we're doing it good we're doing it right um and by the way so so a telegram is something that's sent via telegraph i actually read up on this on the wikipedia page but to telegraph isn't necessarily to send a telegram it's to indicate it's to it's to communicate without the physical uh deliverance of something so if i send you mail and i send you a letter that's me writing on a piece of paper and sending that physical piece of paper to you so that's not telegraphing but but a text message would be telegraph i i don't think so because that even that's like bits and bytes that are you know rendered on your screen whereas something like smoke signals or you know the guy with the glowing sticks for the airplane like that's telegraphing because nothing's physically being written that's like yeah although maybe that's, text that's messages odd. would be because actually sending a telegram i learned is just like a circuit that you open and close to type in morse code um which oh, really wow. is isn't that so cool like how simple yeah, that is but cra- you're just imagine thinking of that though first that's like insane yeah like that's absolutely ridiculous to think of but that's why when they do it they're like beep, 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 beep. you know mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm sure that sounds great <laughs> <laughs> Let's just read the rest of the podcast in Morse code like that. So I'm going to move on. Are you? Do all you right. have anything else to say about telegrams? Thank you, Thomas. Oh, of course. Thank you very much, Thomas. <laughs> I appreciate it. I don't have any more emails. to say about that. Um, do you remember a few weeks ago we got an email from an anonymous listener who preferred to be anonymous? I think, yeah, I think I remember you. Yeah. So I'm pretty they sure. wrote in again and they said, hey, it's the anonymous lady again, which... Personally, I feel like it's a mistake because now we've narrowed down who it is by 50% of the population. Yeah, we've cut out a lot. Now of we know options. that it's a lady, so. Well, they could be lying, though. So now it's still, now it's now it's like 150% oh, of the population. So, so per- you're thinking in a, okay. So they're super anonymous now that they said lady because <laughs> now it's like, whoa. <laughs> anyway, anonymous lady anyway. says, I think that if you see Swanson at the station, it's because you have low honor. I can't remember hearing Brevin mention how his Arthur died. Are we to assume he got the ending where Micah shot him? If so, that makes me sad. Did not get that ending. And okay, I had a cool. high, I had a, I don't want to say a super high honor Arthur, but I had a more leaning towards the right on the honor scale. So you had Arthur lying down staring Oh yeah, the, the 66%. Sunset. This is, yeah, what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, 66% right in the middle. Yeah. Um, um, yes, I had him lying down looking at the sunset. 
Okay, good. Because I don't, I actually didn't know that there was a different ending where Micah would shoot him. That's like, I did not know. So I, I was talking to Cody after I finished the game a little bit about like just the end of the game to have a conversation about it with someone. Um, and he was telling me that there's like four different endings for this game. He didn't tell me really what they were, but he told me there is a decent amount of different endings you can do based on your honor and what option you take. Okay. So I'm, I'm curious to look at all of them when I'm completely done with the game. So anonymous lady, I do think that, um, Swanson at the station happens regardless of your honor. If you don't do the stranger missions for the nun, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense. Yeah. But Brevin happened to both not do that and, have high enough honor to not get the Micah shooting him and ending. Man, that's, but that's a rough. That's the end. That's Oof. a rough ending. If you, uh, I, I don't. That would be hard to watch. Yeah, that would be. That's like, ooh. I haven't seen that, but hey, if you saw that, then you, I bet you'd be singing a different tune about chasing after Micah. I tell you what. Oh yeah, that's true. That's like personal right there. See that? that okay, now it's it. personal. <laughs> I like that. Well, because he, he, like he purposely killed. Maybe you could say he put you out, put you out of his misery or put you out of no him i don't know what i'm trying to say you know what i'm trying to say the the, well, the pronouns are not correct you think micah is concerned with putting anyone out of their misery i don't think so <laughs> he's um, being being very nice <laughs> yes yeah, sim- sympathetic kill yeah um but i i actually wonder because if if you are playing as a low honor Ar- arthur does john even like arthur at all arthur's just a total jerk if he's low honor and at I, the yeah, end I, i'm assuming that he just goes for the money so does he does he really care about letting Abigail and John go? Like, what? That's what's so weird about that. I don't that. know. This is a long conversation. I think that's worth having is that we'll, we have to save it because it'll be too long. But I don't think Rockstar should have made this game have an honor system, in my opinion. I feel like they should have. I understand why they did it. It's an open world game. But, like, and I keep saying John. I mean Arthur. Uh, I think I said John. But Arthur should be portrayed as a good character in this game. Like, it feels weird to have him portrayed any other way, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, and, like, even if you're, even if your Arthur goes around and jumps on a train and kills everyone on the train, like, he already kills tons of people anyway. Like, yeah, a good, the difference between a good Arthur and a bad Arthur is, like, maybe a hundred deaths, <laughs> if you think uh, about it, yeah, exactly. out of, like, the thousands of people that Arthur's killed. So... I don't know. It is weird. I, I mean, it, there's obviously something to be said for about intention. And I think that is the theme that they're trying to drive home, which in that case, yeah. Okay. I don't want to get into this conversation, but I do think that if, if you remove the player agency and honor system completely, then you're not able as much to lean on the theme of Arthur, who is a person who's done many bad things, but he intends to do good in the present moment. If the player isn't doing that as well, then that mm-hmm. is a uh, it's kind of dissonance. Lost. Yeah, we'll talk about that more when we get to our final episode where we can talk about like everything. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but next email. And not well. Oh, one. she's not. Done. Oh, wait, hold on. oh yeah, hold on. She's not done. Moving on. I've never played RDR one, but if you do it next, I've decided I'm going to get it so I can play along. It's very entertaining nice. to hear you guys discuss this universe and all its intricacies. Isn't that so cool? We that. should actually contact Rockstar and ask for a kickback if we end up selling them copies of uh, Red Dead Redemption 1. That's true. We can ask for a percentage. <laughs> but isn't it, isn't it hard to play? We talked about this a little bit, but it's hard to play that game now because it's not on PC. It's backwards compatible on Xbox One, but not PS4 or something weird not, like that. Yeah, it's not backwards compatible on PS4. The best way to play the technically like the ultimate way now is 
Um, Xbox One, you can play it in 4K if you have an Xbox One X. That's the best way to play it. Okay. Or, I don't know if PS3 emulation on PC is good enough yet to play the game fully through without glitches, but that would be the probably the second best way to play it. PS3 yeah. emulation's come a long way. I'm, I've tried to follow and keep up with it. And we're getting to the point where we can play games in like 4K. Interesting. Wow. Which is really cool. I personally have an Xbox One and an Xbox One S and a copy that I'll play of like the physical Xbox 360 disc. So I'll do that. Even playing it on the Xbox One is better than playing it on the 360. I'm pretty sure because the frame rate's a lot more um, clean. Oh, it doesn't drop oh that's below a good 30. point. Well, there you go. That's that's a good uh, shout there. So I'm I'm happy to hear that you would be interested in buying and listening with us if you if we do continue to do that um we should just make a decision at some point because i'm so we sick will. of yeah but we will. we'll make a decision uh just beware of of where you can purchase it anonymous lady uh, that's all we have to say there so moving on we have an email from sketchy the old stand-in very reliable sketchy, sketchy. Um, you asked about how it felt to play as John in the epilogue. For me, the initial transition was difficult because I really missed playing as Arthur. I felt like I was actually grieving a loss when I could no longer play as the character I had spent so much time with. I get with. that feeling. Easily. It would almost say I rejected the idea of playing as John for a while, which is amazing considering how much I wanted to play as John at the start of the game. This is important. I think I think I felt similarly, but I in because I've proceeded to play through all of john's um epilogue afterwards i sort of forgot this feeling but yeah that's that's very true like do you agree with that brevin oh 100 percent. when you first get in on on the reins as john it's weird especially since john doesn't even look like he did in red dead one like that's the even further <laughs> so that's, that you were all caught up about the beard yeah yeah I, and the hat too like he's got the 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 flat cap yeah it's like not even a cowboy hat it's just weird at first like now that i've i've come to play like at least almost 10 hours probably more than 10 hours as john like i feel really nice it feels nice to be back as john because john sort of needed to come into his own as we remembered him and we needed to sort of get over the loss of arthur a little bit i think Mm -hmm. he says eventually i had john visit arthur's grave which i had to google the location of i'm excited to do that after which point i was able to gain some closure and actually embrace the role of john so we haven't talked about it yet but when we get there i'll talk about how um if you're playing the game and you know or if you're not playing the game and you don't know where his grave is or who dug his grave or anything we'll talk about that later yes I and i i up. guess i messed up there but i'm glad that nah, you actually fine. have that it's conversation no, yeah it's no big deal um so this is interesting he says thinking about what podcast you guys could do next i have to tell you one thing oh this is actually really nice I started listening to Reddit Reflection because I was hungry for RDR2 talk, but if I'm honest, the reason I didn't immediately delete a four-hour podcast that downloaded to, that automatically downloaded to my phone is not just because it's about my favorite games, but also because I know you'll be having such fascinating discussions about it. As such, what I'd love to see in the future is a more general gaming podcast. You know, what did you play this week sort of thing, the way you could even go back into talking about Red Dead at different times beyond this playthrough um that may be well, luckily on the side i mean oh sorry continue, continue well i was gonna say just one more sentence that may be totally different from what you have planned but just thought i'd let you know whatever you do as long as it invokes at least one discussion of toxic masculinity racism or horse nostrils <laughs> per episode it's gold i love that isn't that so nice That's great thank you so oh, much man. sketchy yeah thank you for that luckily we do have a podcast um we're not currently working on it because this is our main project but non-player contract npc on um Oh my god computable i almost forgot the name of the other <laughs> podcast uh that is kind of in that in that forte that's kind of it 
Yeah, so, well, sort of. So that's sort specifically of, yeah. like a challenge where I would challenge you to play Mountain Blade Warband. And that episode mm-hmm. in particular has gotten more traction lately because Bannerlord has come out, which I've been playing. Um, mm-hmm. My only thing about doing a like weekly What Did You Play This Week podcast is I think that there's so many of those that they just get lost in the flood. So you sort of like the fact that we have Red Dead in our name is a good way for people to discover our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, as as Sketchy says, he did, I think. Um, yeah. Because yeah. he was hungry for RDR to talk. So I think, you know, we could have a podcast that's in that vein, but it would need some sort of hook if we wanted it to reach a uh, broader audience. Um, Which is why I like the challenge thing that we had before. I yes. like that a lot. So that please... keeps it interesting. If you're interested in more general gaming talk, check out NPC Non-Player Contract in our Computable podcast. Yeah, we've done a few different games on there. Um, there's a decent amount of content. Yeah, and you Definitely and I were talking listen. about a concept that I want to try, which is like the to-do list one. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I won't get into it here, but I think that that could very well touch upon talking about what you played this week and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. thank you very much, Sketchy. It is in consideration for sure and we appreciate the feedback of course all right so how are we doing you want to just take a breath we got a lot of emails i love it It, isn't it it's it's awesome it's because like i remember getting like the first email on computable our first podcast and like how crazy that was and now we get like eight a eight a week it's awesome it's so it's just crazy i don't know it's 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 very good and And, like like, we have in jokes like the the more i hear about these emails it's like now you're talking about the horse nostrils like these are things (laughs) that we made these stupid and it's the same it's a lot of the similar people writing in too so we're just like developing characters for our show like that's so cool for example jordan writes in and is podcast his subject line is response to existential rant which like <laughs> i just gotta say if i I'm, I'm i'm like on my phone and i'm like updating my emails and i see an email with that subject line i'm just i'm in heaven like i love that <laughs> that i can just i whatever i did in life has got me to the point where someone i don't really know is talking to me about philosophy like that's so cool <laughs> so jordan gives this is a really interesting email because he sort of tells an abbreviated version of his life story i'm not going to read it verbatim but like he he's like a singer who has done stints on cruise ships and oh, wow. he delivers fast food for a fast food chain and mm-hmm. he's been moving around the world living in an rv and stuff so he's just like a very Holy, like wow that's crazy by the seat of your pants sort of lifestyle like going with the yeah. flow um which is so cool and I, I admire that and i like i'm very much the opposite of that probably um I th- i'd say most people are the opposite of that that's a pretty uh specific thing is that true i don't know i mean i don't think most people live on the road like that like i can't, I can't he's not living that. on the road i think he's no just... but you know what i mean he's like on the move though you could say like he's he's got an rv like he, well he's he, not he, currently he could... in an rv like driving around. oh okay okay but I understand. i'm just saying like at different points in his life he's done he's had a very broad range of uh all right so it's not as extreme as i saw no he's not he's not like but i mean people are doing that certainly um so he uh here i'll just i'll just continue so he says but so he talks about what he does in his life but then he says but part of me wonders if i'd be happier in a more structured successful life for example joining the air force and learning some technical skills and making six figures Mm -hmm. i guess my point is the grass is always greener and i'm definitely itching to do something meaningful and good in the world you can be good at something and have the traditional life laid out in front of you, or you can lead an unstructured, free-flowing life and still arrive at the same conclusion. 
that if you're doing it all for yourself, it's not as satisfying as doing something for others. Talks about volunteering. Oh, <laughs> this is not a quote. I'm, I abbreviated it and I tried, started to read it like it was a quote. Um, so I'll just leave it at that for now, Brevin. So yeah, I mean, I, I like that sort of perspective, how we, you and I, well, maybe, maybe not so much you, I don't know. You, you have a structured life. Like you're not, you're not going anywhere. We're, we're, we're both living in the same state that we were born in and we see the same people all the time and we're not really adventurous in that respect. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's routine. Yeah. But it's safe and it's comfortable and we enjoy it. Um, so I, whether or not you're doing that or you're, you know, in an RV or on a cruise ship or whatever it is, like at the end of the day, you just need to try to do things that help other people as well as helping yourself. I don't want to say yes, that's sacrifice right. yourself yeah. entirely. Don't be, don't be entirely selfless. Yeah. Or self, yeah, selfless. Yes. There you go. Don't be that good. <laughs> Everything in moderation, right? Yes. Um, so he, okay, he talks about volunteering and the rewards it offers. And he, at one point, he says he played music in a hospice care, which is like super cool. Oh, that's awesome. That's like deep. That's a real experience right there. Um, Brevin, why, why don't we volunteer more, you and I? You know, it's a ter- like that's it's it's a terrible question. You, you you asked both of us, so don't ask like you're acting like it was just you asked me. You said both of us, and then I took so, a drink of my water, so and then, I didn't and then you just went silent. <laughs> He's still taking it. He's just gonna keep drinking my entire answer. I'm sorry. He's got water in his mouth. He can't. He's done. <laughs> I I just love I I set you up just to sweat under the collar for a little bit. <laughs> I'm already sweating. Um, you know. It's one of those things where I can't say I have a good excuse. No, I don't think anyone. Everyone should. Yeah, I was gonna say everyone probably should volunteer more. Unless you already volunteer. I don't know. I I just it's like it's like you you build up what that means in your head, and it feels scarier. I think than it probably really is. Mm -hmm. Of just like I think I just like I'm bad at talking to new people, and like putting myself in a situation. It just seems like a lot to me. Um, but. It's really not, I don't think. I think I'm just sort of like a coward in general in that respect. I just think anyone would overthink that. It's a yeah. lot to like instantly like, because if you want to volunteer, it's not like, oh, you have to interview or anything like that. You just instantly get thrown into it. Yeah. Like, There's like no getting set up. They for just it. need like hands, they just need a body. basically. Yeah. So, <sighs> you know, it's one of those things where if you got a group of people to do it, it's a lot easier. It's it's very difficult to go volunteer by yourself. Yes. Those, are, those people I commend who volunteer by themselves. That, Yeah. Uh, well, actually, that I've heard that advice for, like, um, meeting new people if you go to a new town. is like, if you go volunteer, you'll meet other people who are, like, very cool because that mm-hmm. they are volunteering. volunteering. And it forces yeah. you in close quarters with other people. Yeah. Um, but that would be a good podcast idea, Brevin. You and I just, like, delve into the world of volunteering. That would be interesting. That's something, like, I, would, I wouldn't mind doing that at all. That would be, like, pretty cool, I think. Yeah. Another idea we could do. It's like even something to put on a resume. Like, that's, like, legit stuff that yeah yeah all right maybe i, like that. I just thought of that just now but thank you for like the that. inspiration jordan um if anyone else is volunteering out there write in and tell us your story yeah, tell us your experience out. i love that um he actually jordan says he's been wanting to get into podcasting and content creating in general uh i think that you should just just start that's the best advice i have i mean that's there's there's did. like a barrier to entry that's like monetary where you need to well you don't even need to get that good of equipment um like we I don't know. It's just, it's just like the sooner you start, the sooner you feel comfortable doing it. And mm-hmm. you're always going to have some period where you're like awkward 
and bumbling and yes for sure and th- th- that never goes away either like there's always some degree of you just feeling like awkward but you you get used to it i think um, yeah it's, so i yeah, encourage that that's cool but he, he sounds very busy so if you don't have time that's another understandable excuse um all right so next up i actually skipped a little bit we have a lot of e- i we have more than you expect no it's but they're very substantive which is cool um okay so i did sketchy did i say did i read the email from ryan no that's no okay ryan writes in and i think he might be a first-time listener i think based on what he's saying here i'm just gonna read the email because this is one that's like there's a lot of good stuff here so i've been listening to your podcast since december it's been mostly fun because i've been listening (laughs) to it while at work (laughs) while i've been doing my new 100 percent playthrough i commend you for that ryan that's cool yeah that is i gotta say the biggest issue i've had isn't quality issues but how you all forget so much so fast seriously guys you all even write stuff down and still forget or even misplace your notes. Other than that, you all have been a joy to listen and follow. So, I love this because we asked for feedback last time. Yeah, that's and constructive he delivered criticism. all these people writing in with the com with the compliments and stuff. Like that's easy. Come on, I want some hard hitting stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he's and right. You know he's he is completely right. And the, and I could tell him like I'm not making an excuse up for myself. But it is difficult. There's, like, so much that happens in these little conversations. Like, it's so easy to miss one little thing. And, like, obviously, I could be better with my notes, but the issue with that is it takes away from the game. So like, I'm constantly pausing. I still find myself pausing at least, like, almost five times a mission to take notes, which kind of sucks, but I'm used to it now. Oh, I didn't know you've been doing that. See, yeah, I, I do it. I if actually... I hear something very specific, I write it down. Okay. Because I was I I feel like I should take the responsibility of this because you're the one who's consuming the game for the first time. Like mm-hmm. I could do more work to watch the missions again and just like brush up on it, and then I would have a really because I I've done that before and I think it was very successful for like certain like I think I rewatched the um I don't remember I think it was like around the time where you were fighting the two families in Rhodes. Yeah. I rewatched some of those like oh like um Sean's death scene and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. that does help me a lot. Um. But I just, I don't know, I, I haven't been making the time to do that. And it's it's sort of weird to try to watch that much content every week um, when no, I'm not playing it myself. And you don't even know exactly where I am until like the last yeah, second. Yeah. Because I so, prefer to play the game as late as possible so I remember the most details. Yeah, it is sort of nature of the beast. But I do understand what he's saying because like if we are the Red Dead podcast, like maybe we should be holding ourselves to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that. You know, it would be easier to do that if, let's say, this wasn't the first my first playthrough of the game. It'd be a lot easier because I could easily like go on Wikipedia and read like a synopsis of a chapter. And That's be like, true okay, as well. This happened. I can't do that though. To protect yourself from spoilers. Um, yeah. But I do want to say I think when we play through, if we play through Red Dead One, <laughs> <laughs> I almost slipped up. Um. It will be much better because there's two people actively playing through it who have also already beaten the game. So yes. I, our minds will be iron traps by then you know we'll 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 have it figured out so thank you so much i really appreciate that feedback ryan and please send more feedback like i really want this even if it's like general podcasting things because me and you are in the podcasting life now like i I don't want to leave this and like this is fun so i want to get better at it okay so podcasting tips in general yeah yeah i bet you if it makes your experience better yeah, I, I bet you there's tons of stuff that we don't do or think about, like like speaking exercises or mm-hmm. c- 
conversation like dynamics that were yeah there's probably so much here that we're not even considering um which sort of goes back to what we were saying about talking saying to jordan like you're always learning so don't don't feel like you aren't qualified quote unquote to do this because Brett and i are not qualified yeah, we're not qualified i'm <laughs> definitely not qualified. i can't even speak normally so <laughs> no I, i've been like walking around the neighborhood and i was going for a walk with my mom and she was talking to a neighbor about just random stuff you ever you ever in a situation where like your mom is talking or your dad or whoever is talking to someone and you sort of like tense up like oh my god what is my parent going to i've say? had that happen not in years but yes i've had that because well i feel like i haven't had that happen in years either but she was talking to him and i was like you know what she's just having a conversation and i'm just not socially adept enough to like like i I couldn't carry the conversation like she's having it. And like what I feel like is a non sequitur for her to say is actually just what having a conversation is like for real people, you know? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I think I need to just try to be better about talking to people and thinking about that's it. That's tough, though. Like, I know. That's a, that's a weird situation. Especially if you don't know the other person. Yeah, that's well, that's the thing. It was like a neighbor that we had never talked to before, and they were going back and forth, and they they weren't like uncomfortable. Like I, I, it made me think like, oh wait, I'm the crazy one for thinking that this is weird, and I need to chill out a little bit. That's what that's what my takeaway is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because really? like, like if your if your mom started the conversation, there and you're not getting brought up in it then there's no reason for you to to interject into it unless something really no it wasn't like i didn't feel uncomfortable for my role i was like it was mm-hmm. it was like secondhand embarrassment like oh no my mom's gonna say this like that's awkward. oh i see i see what you're saying. but it wasn't okay. awkward i'm just awkward <laughs> that's okay. that's all i'm trying to say <laughs> i am just crazy okay i understand yeah all right anyway i hope that that was that made sense man <laughs> i don't know ryan says <laughs> I do not know if you know this, but in RDR1, Dutch is driven by his belief that humanity is naturally vile and vicious. He believes that civilization is a corruption on humanity and its lands, and that the true man kills and takes as is the order of all things natural in the wild. He fights to save... Hu- to. I'm gonna, He didn't do quotes here, but I'm going to say quotes. To, well, maybe not. You know what? No, no quotes. No air quotes. He fights to save humanity and its natural state, believing it's for the better of the human race ironically even as he preaches the this anti-modernized society and technology he's hypocritical of his own words and actions because his personal gun in rdr1 and 2 i think is a semi-automatic pistol which is high tech you say um and he seems to kill because he can get because he can and he gets off on the violence it seems like rockstar built dutch up as a man with many words and ideas, but he ultimately just uses them to make sense of his own cruel actions and try to cover it up with some kind of meaning. I I love that last yeah. sentence. Um, what's funny is we were just talking about a non-Micah villain who believes they're the hero, and Ryan provided that's, an, an yeah, example of someone in the game that we're talking about. <laughs> um, but what do you think about that, Brevin? Well, Rockstar built upon... Dutch up as a man with many words and ideas, but ultimately just uses them to make sense out of his own cruel actions and try to cover it up with some kind of meaning. Sorry, well, that, I just you... wanted to read that again. No, that's fine. Um, that's touched upon on a lot in Red Dead as you you know progress through the story. Every single take, oh, you know, there's got to be one more. Like that right there is the cover up. Mm, like, like that one more score, like that gives him a quote unquote goal. 
to yeah. go for, even though there is no goal. It's just to live this this life where we take what we want and we live like wildly. But I think in in the first game, he sort of evolves beyond that because he, I mean, he probably does say that, I'm sure, one more score to his goons or whatever. Um, but I think he's like older and develops a more mature philosophy to support his lifestyle and that's why he ends up talking about fighting to save humanity in his natural state and i mean he always talks about survival of the fittest in this game but i think you don't really see that um crystallized idea until the first game isn't that so confusing to try to say that that is really weird when um, you say it like that but yes i agree but i i just feel like aren't we all just men of many words and ideas that try to make sense of our own cruel actions and cover them up with some kind of meaning. We are, but we're not all duchess, and that's the difference. <laughs> I just think that that's, that's such a cool idea because if you think about it, like any action someone takes, in order for them to exist, they need to modify their code of ethics to suit that action. Otherwise, mm -hmm. they wouldn't want to exist anymore. Um, or they'd be a walking contradiction, which many people are as well. But um, just just to th think that we can use words and ideas to justify anything is just the human experience. I guess. Words are powerful, man. Mm. And ideas, they're powerful. So, I mean, what if this podcast, Brevin, is just you and I trying to uh, make sense of out of our own cruel actions? I bet... <laughs> <laughs> got real deep real quick that could be it tyler yeah i don't know all, i don't know that all the wrongdoings I've we're done. doing is too cruel um but i'll leave that alone for now <laughs> uh okay with this how do you think dutch got okay so he has an actual question i like that people okay. you know i i take what people say and i <laughs> stretch them out but he actually writes a question that we should address all right we'll see with this, how do you all think Dutch got there from RDR2? I don't know if any of you read Dutch's books in his camp tent, but he seems to be obsessed with Eden and the virtues of the new land of America. Eden not being Adam... Oh, wait. It's not Adam and Eden. Yeah, it's I, the Garden I, I, of Eden. I saw. I saw the issue immediately. You saw, you, you saw that coming, and you were like, yeah. oh, Tyler's going to just walk into that tree. I, um, I would have corrected you if he would have kept you. Eden is the author uh, that writes about... He, I think he's meant to be like a transcendentalist author sort of like did we mention this before on the podcast it yeah i think so uh henry david thoreau and then there's another guy too um anyway it's about like being in touch with the land and and taking what you not taking what you want out of life that's more like ayn rand but yeah it his books seem to indicate an unhealthy view of a land perfect for the common man, fr freedom unrestricted, and nature at its finest. These seem to be some kind of foundation for his hardcore views in RDR1. Did any of you pick up on this or these personal views while playing the game? If not, what do you think of Dutch now Now with his knowledge? Um, this, is, this is a really funny... I love that he, that he brings up this author... Um, and like how his words impact Dutch, because I think if, if Rockstar is trying to convey meaning about the game or about anything in, because <laughs> that's what I kept, I kept saying was like, this game was made, was it 2017, 2018? 2018, 2018, when it came out. Like why, why, what are they trying to say about with this cowboy game in 2018? Um, 
And I think that this is actually really interesting because this author is a guy who's probably just sitting in a cabin somewhere and writing. I think you actually see him at the party at the mayor's house. Do you remember mm -hmm. this? I think he's I one of the people him, in attendance. It's like mentioned super briefly. Um, and he's just like a, just like a author. Like he's not, he's not living to the ideals that he's even writing down necessarily. But mm -hmm. Dutch is a person who is on the ground actively trying to like find these ideas that this person writes down and he is struggling so hard because it's not real in the sense that Dutch understands it. Mm -hmm. And I think that so many people have issues where they'll buy into some ideology or some like group think and then they'll try to like live those ideologies out and it's just not real. So they end up frustrating themselves. Yeah. So I think it just... You know, when you're reading something, just be careful about what you're reading because it could change you. That's I think sure, Dutch without with the power. those books. I wonder if Dutch without those books would have been a nicer man. I Honestly, I, I could see that. Imagine Dutch in like the modern world, like with the power of the internet, where you can just read anything. And <laughs> he'd just be, an, what he'd be an internet troll. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't know. He'd, he'd read just, one conspiracy he'd, theory. And yeah, he'd be like everyone's it. dad on Facebook, just like sharing everything. I don't know. <laughs> so what do you think brevin how did he well, yeah what's the question how... <laughs> how did dutch get to that point from rdr2 um so the point in red dead one where we see him yes. from rdr2 like the the in between uh you know not necessarily just like the evolution of his character in general across the games like w originally he was just a guy leading his group and then eventually he's a He's a guy preaching about saving humanity by essentially living as an outlaw, you know? You know what I think it is? I think, obviously, we don't know exactly what happens between Red Dead 1 and Red Dead. At least not yet. Maybe that's revealed more as I play. Still some story to be played. But I think being alone is what does that to him. I think being, like, encapsulated in your own thoughts will not drive you insane. I don't want to say that. But make you, like almost have like become an extremist you know what i mean because no yeah. one's there to like to like push back on you it's just you like you're more heavily you're into yourself. your ideals yeah yeah and i, I watch where that comes from yeah i think that's a really cool point brevin and i think it's very topical given that everyone's sort of alone right now um mm -hmm. so you know video chat your grandma and stuff like this is it's important to socialize um, but I remember watching a TED talk. Here I go with my TED talk reference again. <laughs> that was about like why we, it, it was about like why I think, I think growing up and just hearing all about like left and right and like Republican and Democrat, you just have the assumption that, you know, Democrats want there to only be Democrats and Republicans want there to only be Republicans. And mm -hmm. there is a sense of that for sure. Um, but this was sort of like a, ted talk that was trying to convince make the argument that like it's important to have people on both sides of the spectrum because they embody different values and through compromise between the two parties you end up at a nice moderate like center point mm -hmm. um and i think that's really cool because if if you just take people who believe the same thing and put them in a room together then they're just going to bounce off of each other and their beliefs uh, each of their beliefs is just going to go to the extreme point and any belief that's too extreme i think is just invalid because there's no well let's not get too into that i guess but um i, I think know what it, you're saying it yes. just goes to show that like the more varied 
views that you experience and understand, the more sane you are. So if yep. Dutch is just on his own with someone like Micah, who he's not offering any counterpoints, or he, he he's not even intelligent enough to, you know, have a conversation, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's that's a, that probably set Dutch down a wrong path, just yeah, being well, alone I mean, with his thoughts. To even add on to what you're saying, like, that's why, like, peer editing exists, because, like, you're not going to catch your own mistakes. Like, a lot of the, a lot of it is that. Like, the more people you have looking at one thing, the more you're going to be able to expand on it and talk about it because you're going to have different people coming from different um, points of view, basically. That's true. I mean, you like if if all that you had was your own experience of everything and it was never validated by somebody else, then you would just lose your mind because you you would. Oh, geez, this is like too deep, man. (laughs) Just like what Thomas said. But yeah. He, Ryan actually says, sorry for the long email. I'm a literature major. Picking apart everything and, and dissecting themes and symbolism and stories is just my thing. Well, if you, if it makes you feel any better, Ryan, we spent like 20 minutes talking about your email. So don't <laughs> worry about it. I appreciate Do the not. long emails. Of course. <sighs> oh, see, now I feel like we have so many. Like, How many more emails do we have? Okay. We you have, say more than five, I swear. We have two emails left. All right. So actually... Fine. We're making good progress, but I don't know. I feel like we've been talking about emails for a long time. We have. It's fine. Just just don't question it because it's going to take longer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's half of the time is me talking about how many emails we have, and the other <laughs> half is me reading emails. <laughs> All right. Do you remember Dirt Bike Dad? Dirt Bike Dad. Uh, Dirt Bike. Excuse know, me. My gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a mean person. Um, yes, that sounds familiar. <laughs> Sounds familiar. That's a crazy, that's a cool name, Dirtbike Dad. Yeah, no, I, I love I that. that. His real name is Jeremy, um, and he he didn't sign his last email, so I read it as Dirtbike Dad because I think that's like what his email name his alias. is, <laughs> which I think is so funny because these people will like set these and forget them, mm-hmm. and I probably have done it myself too, but then when they send an email, it'll show up, which I think is sort of like what, what Sketchy comes from too, is or yep. Purple Haze, like that's one of my favorites. Um Anyway, his name is Jeremy. He's from Indiana, so that's cool. All right, Indiana. Cool. I think I've been there before. Where I honestly don't is that more east leaning of towards Ohio? The east? Yeah, no, it's not leaning towards east at all. Okay, so no, it's, it's very well, west. I think if you well, it's it's the middle. That's the thing. But I so think it's if neither you, of what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't know where Indiana is. I couldn't remember. No, it's one of those states where like I can't remember where that is. That's true. I think if you live on one of the coasts, then the states that are in the middle is just like a a mash of different ideas it's really funny that you mentioned it's right next to ohio this is nothing to do with what we're talking about i've been playing american truck simulator because it's like relaxing and it's i've been playing Ooh, a little bit i was watching a live stream of that today it was it's very satisfying it's, it's a fun game check it out um i think it's on sale right now on steam but uh <laughs> it has ohio in it and so that's it's just funny that like the, it's right next to ohio which i've been in like really recently in, in that game <laughs> but i have no idea because that state isn't in the game yet Oh, it doesn't have Indiana in it, but it has yeah, Ohio. It has oh. Ohio. It has like five states in it. It has like all the like the really far west states. But I don't even have any idea where that is, even though it's right next to where I was. That's funny. You were just there. Anyway, yeah. continue. Just wanted to let you guys know that I listen to the podcast as I'm driving. Hey, maybe he's hey. a truck driver. No, he's not, because he says to and from work. He and says I'm not great. a truck driver. No. <laughs> he doesn't confirm that necessarily. Maybe he drives to work to drive a truck. Who knows? Um, <laughs> thank you for the kind words, Jeremy. Re- greatly appreciate it. 
I yes, hope Forever gets a chance to play RDR2 again and take his time. The epilogues are probably some of my favorites, favorite parts. Made me realize how much I miss playing as John, but also made it hit hard because I know what eventually happens to him. But anyway, I wanted to share an Easter egg that was missed during the altercation with the Laramie encounter. You remember the Laramie boys, right? Is that, um... Actually, hold on, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. It's, it's, it's feeling, uh... What's the word? I can't think of the word, but it's not feeling there. <laughs> what? It's feeling like, um... You feel foggy. a song coming on? Feeling foggy. That was kind of what I was trying to think of. Laramie, uh... It's it's the people who are trying who are antagonizing the um, rancher guy that you're with. Oh, that okay, yeah, okay, yes. So when you get to the main battle with the leader in the barn, and you are given the choice to shoot him with your sawn-off shotgun, is that a choice? Did we come to that? I don't know. He says it's a choice, um, but what he's about to say makes me think it's not a choice. The screen shows John as he is on the cover of Red Dead Redemption One. I'm shaking my head yes because Cody pointed this out to me. Oh, did he? Yeah, he told me about that. He told me about yeah. that. I think maybe even today, honestly. Yeah, isn't that isn't that awesome? Because I actually it's really cool. I didn't know what he's talking about because I don't I didn't remember that from like I don't picture RDR one's cover with him with a sawn off shotgun. But it is. I didn't either. I was yeah. like, is that really it? And then I looked it up. And I was like, oh yeah, it is. But yeah, no, that, I remember it exactly. Cool. It's very cool. I love all the. the There's another thing Red like one. that's like the fishing thing. Like what do you? That's that's incredible. I love it. I and I wonder what that 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 makes me think that that scene is meant to be impactful and like this is John back at it again, you know? Like mm-hmm. that's cool. If you think about it, that well, we don't know about the scene of him killing somebody, but like this is John acting as an agent of his own volition outside of the influence of Dutch and the gang. So it is like him coming into his own at that point. So that's cool. Yeah, that's for sure. <sighs> How are we doing, Brevin? Doing good. We got one I'm email very, left. I'm I'm enjoying this. I love it. Are you enjoying it? I am. Yeah. Okay. Good. I mean, for sure. I love I love reading emails, so I think it's cool. All right, last um, one. Let's do it. Yeah. If you think we spend too much time reading emails, write in to reddeadcast@gmail.com, and we'll read that email in spite of you, <laughs> because we like reading email. No, I'm just joking. We'll we will take your feedback into consideration. Ria writes in. Remember Ria? Yes, that sounds yes. I do. She that. is the person who wrote like the nice long essay last week. Um, first of all, it is pronounced hierarchy. I was a little bit confused because I wanted to say hierarchy a little bit, but no, it's hierarchy. Um, so there you go. All right, is that her email? Or are you just telling me? Okay. <laughs> no, no, that is part of her email. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're just starting it off. First of all, it's pronounced hierarchy. Yeah, Rhea, you pronounced the word wrong in your email. Sorry. No, she, 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 she's she's good. More about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, she talks about how he actually revises the last stage from self-actualization to transcend, transcendence. So when oh. we talked about it last week, we were talking about the last stage above. It was physiological needs, safety, love, um, esteem, and then self-actualization. Yeah, self-actualization is the last tier. But she says that later on in his life, Maslow actually sort of revised it to be transcendence instead. So we were on like Maslow 1.0 instead of 2.0. Yeah, we didn't get the update. We didn't get the patch, (laughs) the day one patch. Um, So so stupid. So I think that this is actually a a better way to look at it, though, because if you think about it, self-actualization sort of bleeds into esteem because if you are making use of your own skills and everything, then you are in a place of esteem and there's something to that. Like you wouldn't, 
you shouldn't necessarily feel esteem unless you are useful, I think is like the, the root there. Transcendence, however, is enlightenment, higher consciousness, or simply put, a state of existence beyond the limits of the material experience. It's the zenith of human experience because it goes beyond the individual. And I think that's the key of going beyond the individual. Yeah. Um, so she says, I think this is particularly important for Arthur because chapter six is largely about him giving himself over to something greater than himself. By accepting his mortality, he is able to finally see that wealth is not found in a lockbox or a wallet, but in the connections people have between one another, the earth, the animals, the universe, and that a rich life is one filled with love, kindness, safety, and purpose. Beautiful. That's bad. Yeah. You said it best. Beautiful. Um, I Can we have a conversation when we're done with, you know, the entire story about what that deer that you always see when it comes to Arthur, like, represents? Like, you, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Honestly. So when, so, you <laughs> know, look on your face, you're not reacting. Um, <laughs> that whenever you like end like a major storyline or like start a new chapter, there's like, it's, I don't want to call it a loading screen, but like a transition screen that shows a deer at like a river. And like, do you, do you, it's still not coming back. You haven't played in a while, so maybe that's why you don't remember it. Yeah, it's probably, I like know a people, transition. it's not really subtle. No, it's like, it shows up multiple times throughout the game. But it's a, um, it's like a loading screen. It's not really a loading screen. It's more like, like after a major event conspires, like after after we're done recording, I want you to look up this little. You probably can find out. It. It's kind of specific to look up, but it's literally like it's a deer out in nature drinking from a, like a stream, and then he lifts his head up, and that just shows up all the time. And sometimes there'll be like dialogue on the back of it that'll be like some memory of something that's happened. Mm. I'm really surprised you don't remember it because I think it me sounds and Cody... a little more familiar with the dialogue in the background. I think mm-hmm. um, me and Cody were talking about about this and i think he mentioned specifically that depending on what your honor is you get a different animal which is really interesting whoa so it's maybe a that's for why good i don't honor. remember maybe i got like a eagle <laughs> that's that's the evil honor animal is an <laughs> no. eagle or the neutral uh i probably got a deer as well because i was i think if honor. you said it was a wolf but don't quote me on that is the evil interesting one. um there's there's something to be said there. I don't yeah. want to get too into it because we still oh that's what I'm oh some some someone someone's outside. here they're breaking in Brevin. <laughs> no, like I said, we'll talk about that when we get to the final thing. But I think it's something to talk about. That's cool. Sure. I'll keep that in mind. Um, so and her email reminded me of that. Yeah, and I like I like the framing because self actualization self actualization feels like a lot to chew on, but just to say human existence that goes beyond the individual i think is like i un- i understand that better and mm-hmm. i f- i can confidently say i don't feel like at this point in my life i am living beyond the individual like i feel like oh, i don't think hear? anyone at yeah i can hear that tiny bit oh <laughs> it's my fine gosh. it's fine it wasn't that bad um yeah no, i think I'm at sorry, this point in our lives in um at this point in our lives i think if you're at that stage like i'm not sure how honestly like that's that's pretty crazy at this age to be at that stage of your life where you're already unless you're in like you know i can think of one situation like if you oh my god it is like is someone wrestling outside it's kicking off man um, all right hold on <laughs> let me go grab my shotgun no i will actually I'm, i think we'll pause and come back though all right welcome back sorry for the brief interlude um i got some pizza so i'm happy and i got nothing out of this except water so Hey, that's good. I guess that's something. So, what, um, what were you saying, Brevin, before we were rudely interrupted? So, I was talking about how 
someone at our age most likely isn't in the trans transcendental right that was the right word the transcendental yeah. phase uh oh that's i didn't even make that connection transcendentalism is the philosophy that i was saying eden is based off of but yeah mm-hmm. you're right transcendence i i feel like i've known the word transcendence and the word transcendentalist but i've never made the connection that that was the same root word i feel like i well i don't not like that i use that word a lot but i'd be more inclined to use transcendentalist i don't know why maybe that's because like we learned school. about it in school yeah, yeah that's gotta be what it is but, um, but either way like someone the reason why someone would be at that point at our age like if you're on the end of your life like like arthur was like that's the only reason why you would be at that point because you have to come to terms with how your life because everyone says oh don't worry i'll make a bunch of money and then i'll donate to charity i'll make a foundation mm-hmm. when i'm 85 and it's like well yeah i guess you could do that but are you really going to do that first of all and like you could die tomorrow second of all so mm-hmm. i think that we ought to take ourselves in our short lives <sighs> more seriously that's for sure okay anything else about this i know we, we this is sort of an awkward uh <laughs> we were in the middle of the conversation and then we stopped um yeah so she goes on to talk about near automata which i believe oh, yeah, is can... how you pronounce it because she yes. said like think like a japanese pronunciation so i think it's automata i i don't i i feel awkward saying that like that because i want to say automata um but i'm probably wrong there anyway she says she says it should be played outside of podcasting so that we can really digest it and it's one of those games that keeps going after the credits roll and like you need to keep playing to Mm -hmm. really get like the true essence of the game um so that's cool uh i'll probably play it i don't want to say that i will but i you know what i'll do i'll add it to my steam wish list how about that that's fair right yeah it's coming to maybe that's that's fair oh is it not on steam yet not yet no it's coming out i think this year I'm impressed that you know that. Oh, is it a PlayStation It was pretty recent. Yeah, something? it was pretty recent news. That's the only reason why I know it. Like, right because PlayStation exclusives typically don't go to PC, but now they are. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the future of gaming we live in. We are past exclusives, most likely, for, for quite a bit. <laughs> in this world, Red Dead Redemption wouldn't be stranded on Xbox 360. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever... This is off topic, but you ever hear about why that was the thing? Like, why it's stranded on console? No. So, apparently, it's, like, a massive, like abomination of code that's impossible <laughs> to get on pc and like that's why like if you played on ps3 it is way worse to play on the ps3 than the xbox because it was developed for the 360 mm. and like the ps3 was like a side thing so it's way worse on there it's just not even comparable there's way more bugs what's funny is like it it still looks so beautiful i think even at 720p or whatever it is mm-hmm. and that it makes you think that they probably cut a bunch of corners code quality wise in order to make it look the way that it does and that yeah. is probably why they're in that situation yeah um man i i wonder if they made similar mistakes with they must not have made similar mistakes with the red redemption 2 because that's on pc no they definitely did i think gta 5 was like the point where they were like all right we need to make a good pc release yeah which is why they spend well if that's why they spend the extra time doing it or is it a double double cash grab i think we'll it's know. i think it's the audience yeah you can yeah. i mean i i bought it twice i bought it on console and pc so there i you bought go. gta 5 twice so yep i fell for that one i think i might did i don't tell I, me about gta 5 three times no i didn't because I, I haven't bought it on pc but i did buy it for 360 and one i think or something uh, okay. like that i don't yep. remember exactly what it is but you know how they had it like 
bridging the console generations. Yep, yep. Uh, Rhea says she'll probably email again as I keep playing the conversation this episode, last episode, was compelling. I kept wanting to jump into the discussion, but realized I was listening to a recording, LOL. <laughs> That's funny. I like I like the idea funny. of someone listening and being like, Brevin, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it that immediate? <laughs> No, that's. I'm sorry. That's what I want to say when I hear oh, you talk, okay. Brevin. I'm Shut sorry. Shit. I'm projecting. <sighs> it's a joke. Should be fun when oh, Brevin man. finally realizes he gets to hunt down Micah. See, that was the the breadcrumb trail I was trying to lead you of like, there's yep. something else that you're not thinking of here, Brevin, and yep. you realized it. And you know what? I don't even think it was that fun when he realized it because he was like, I don't want to get revenge on Micah. <laughs> when you think about it right. so that is the last email brevin all right however oh, God. we got a comment on and i'm gonna you're gonna hear me clicking a, a little bit so excuse me a comment, a comment. on podbean what which is a platform where you can listen to podcasts um and i guess they also give you the option to comment on a podcast and i didn't know about this until I got an email that said that you got new comments on your podcast. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, wow. All right. Well, let's hear it. Why not? And this person, oh, geez, it's going to make me do a whole thing. But I I, oh, boy. I can read the gist of it. Um, and I, I'm sorry if you signed this, but I can't read the whole thing right now. <laughs> they even say, who knows if you even read these dot, dot, dot. We do. Surprise. <laughs> I, I didn't know either, but we do. Um <laughs> He says this podcast, or she, this podcast is most awesome. Noticing the way you keep going back to GTA for comparisons, I might suggest you also watch some old westerns. So, oh, wow, I that's think an interesting so. He take. he goes, or they go on to say like, um, it draw that Rockstar draws a lot of inspiration from old westerns, as you can imagine, mm. um, and tries to like nail that essence. I think I've seen pictures online of comparing uh, towns in Red Dead Redemption to towns that are in western movies like iconic western movies mm -hmm. uh and i think that's a very good point because maybe yeah because i think if we were more cultured in that respect like wouldn't it be cool brevin if you and i just sat down and watched like the top 10 western movies and just yeah did a podcast comparing them to red dead redemption that would be an awesome an episode podcast. not not a whole podcast the whole podcast is what, you, what would that be called red dead reflection watches westerns and reflects on them <laughs> i thought you were gonna make like a bunch of r words like in a row oh no i'm not that smart <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounded like it was going retro uh retro rewatch retro rewatch on rodeo rest on westerns <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way we can do it it's the only way <laughs> um i love yeah but i do love the suggestion i think that you and i should i mean wouldn't that be fun brevin because we could do like the screen sharing thing where, where two people can watch the same thing. There's like mm -hmm. apps for that. You could do it on Discord. Do it on Discord, for example. Um, and just watch some Westerns together. I think that would be really fun. So I think we should like, like, you know, we say to emails and stuff like, oh, well, we'll consider that blah, blah, blah. And we do consider it. But like, this is one where I'm like, I want to do this thing that you suggesting. No, I, I haven't watched many. I don't even know if I've really ever sat down and watched a Western. I don't think I've seen life. a single Western like in yeah. its entirety, which is sort of crazy because it, it was the main like media for entertain. Like it's like the Avenger movies of, or superhero movies, I guess I should say of mm -hmm. uh, what, 40, 50 years ago. 
Something like that, yeah. And two, I've just never seen one of them is just sort of crazy. So I think we should. And then we'll have greater, more poignant touch points rather than just comparing everything to Trevor from Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> so thank you very much, um, Podbean listener. I was going to say, yep, that's name all I don't have. have but I appreciate you writing in, and I think that's so cool. And I'm glad I was able to view your comment. Yeah, I'm glad they have the notification for that. All right, Brevin, we're done talking about emails and we're only, uh, don't even tell me, don't, don't tell me how long we are into this. Something like that. I don't, I, it's probably way longer than an hour and a half, but. And that, you know what? Just saying that out loud makes me think that we need to trim back the email segment. Probably. Write in to reddeadcast at gmail.com if you want us to read in or if you have feedback, um, if you agree that I should trim it back, I think that I should and I will probably just try to like get little things from each email yeah we'll see we'll figure it out you it's can't a, see it's me a work in progress Brevin, you can see me doing my like thinking face yeah, he's pondering right now i'm pondering um thank you for putting up with that if you don't like emails i mean i'm really <laughs> impressed that you made it this far honestly thank you now uh, we're actually on to the the gist of let's the get back to it where did we leave off because i think you were like in the middle of talking about a literally yeah <laughs> In the middle of it. We haven't even finished that mission that I'm talking about. Oh my gosh. You go and see Sadie to do some bounty hunting. Yes. Which, you know, I really like, I really like the fact that we're not doing illegal active. I don't even know why I'm putting quotes on that. It's literally not illegal. We're not, we're doing legal work now. Like Mm. we moved on from the legal life, but it's still violent. So, you know, we're still getting a little bit in there. Yeah. It's like the, the meeting of both worlds because, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you can say that, well, okay, I think you could make an argument in saying that bounty hunting isn't morally bad. You could even say it's morally good, I think, um, because you are capturing or eliminating these people that society has deemed, you know, not good. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I think, yeah. John say, is actually agree, yeah. living within the realms of society throughout this entire epilogue, I think. Yeah, um, I would say so. He's doing very real life things. And well, actually, bounty hunting is real life anymore, but for the time. Rhea mentioned um, that, in, it wasn't in this e- email, but the one la- that she sent last, she talked about how throughout the epilogue, rather than doing things um, just for like selfish reasons, like what you do throughout the main game as Arthur, you were just doing for the gang to get money, one more score, one more, one more mm-hmm. score. Um, John tends to do things m- with more... He's not necessarily doing them out of the kindness of his heart, but he's also not doing, like, committing bad actions and just disregarding them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think he has a better moral standing. Um, I'd say more so that he's not even doing things for himself. He's doing it for his wife at this point, it almost seems like. Like, he's mm. very... He's, like, almost sacrificing anything he wants to do himself for his wife. And is that not true love, Brevin? That is, that is. I would say that is true love. Just to, to, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, how do you feel about seeing Sadie again? By the way, I love it because Sadie was awesome, and I have no issues with seeing her. It's not like a, it's not, it's not sour. You know, nothing was sour with her. She was just a good character. What? Why are you laugh? Just a weird phrasing, I think. But you know what I mean. It wasn't the big, I'm not gonna even try to attempt to. Yes, it. I, I think Sadie. You know, she, she's great. You. People say, like, oh, she's annoying, she has a raspy voice, blah, blah, blah. No, that makes her cool. I like that. That does make her cool, first of all. And second of all, 
I think you're annoying if you think Sadie's annoying. I'll I thought say you were gonna it. say I think Brevin's annoying. Like no, I think Brevin. you're annoying. <laughs> I wouldn't say that out loud. Oh come on. Right. Yeah, I know you're not that mean. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So oh yeah, I even wrote a note too that I said bounty hunting is the perfect like real life job for Sadie. Like that is Sadie. Yeah, isn't that awesome? She's yeah, finding that... a use for her skills. Hey, there we yep, go. That's, Esteem. That's for sure. Um. Yeah, I I do love that that she's just like giving herself over to that career, um, mm-hmm. and it's just like a perfect fit. Exactly. Um. So during this mission, you have to you go to Strawberry, and you have to interrogate not interrogate. You have to go around the little town and ask people. And I think it's just hilarious, like watching John try to be kind of tough and like look like a real bounty hunter, and he just like. He's just terrible at it. It's so awkward in how he says things. He'll be like, uh, yeah, I'm looking for this guy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it'll take so many pauses. Like he's not like really stern. He's just like, yeah, if you could tell me some details, I mean, I love that. I don't really remember that, but that's funny. I can, I can picture in my head, John, like being like, have you seen a guy who's got a mustache? Maybe (laughs) like, like, what are you talking about, man? He's from New York. That's not useful information. Everyone's from New York, apparently in strawberry. He's very unsure of himself, which is sort of yeah. going back to what we were saying when you first play as him. Um, oh, poor John. He's, he's trying. He's trying. Um, so I think, is this the mission? No, it's not. I'm trying to remember what you do exactly in this mission. I didn't really write much. It must have been, um, maybe, I don't think this is where you get a bounty. Well, I'm pretty sure it's just like you bounty hunt with Sadie. and. Like... Yeah, maybe you just get, it's not, it's not the other bounty hunt. There's like two bounty hunting missions. This one's a little bit less, I think, of you know crazy than the other one i think you just kind of go and get somebody nothing too much that was basically the gist of the whole mission you know how we were saying that you know this is like perfect for sadie i wonder why like would abigail be okay with john just doing this full time no 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 it's violence still dude i you know i don't know that and oh my god i oh i can't wait sorry to cut you off i just thought of like a mission that we're going to talk about really soon that is like perfect for this conversation but all right let's hear it talk about it you want to talk about it right now talk about it now break the rules all right we we write the podcast so let me let me skip forward a little bit hold on um all right so la 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 hold on i have to find it now talk about it now and then he proceeds to not talk about it well okay i have so many notes my guy i try my best (laughs) don't hit um, don't hit back to top or whatever it oh is. god don't do that sorry i'm like panicking now um all right uh, so okay hold on i think i found it okay so this is like after we get the loan we haven't talked about that yet but we're gonna basically build a pre-designed house on the um on the market or on our on the land that we get and you get some you get some hired guns for this because there's these people called like the skinner gang that are gonna attack you probably because mm-hmm. you're going through their land and you have a really interesting conversation with this hired gun about how he is this person who lives, you know, quote unquote, a really violent life. But he goes, he, he talks about how he goes home and he hangs up his gun. He puts his gun down and he lives this life where, you know, he can take care of his children. He has a wife. He's got a family, but he's just living this dangerous life. And the reason why he can't do like John, I mean, why Abigail wouldn't let John do this type of life is because in the end of this mission, this guy ends up dying. <laughs> this that is right oh, there. Okay, I never made that connection. I remember this conversation of being like, "This guy's sort of a doofus, huh?" Like, I it was funny because he was like bragging about how dangerous his life is, and he's sitting next mm-hmm. to John, who's lived like the most dangerous life 
yeah. you'd imagine. Um, yeah, I I think you're I think you're so right that they're like yeah you can't you can't hang the gun up because it follows you everywhere you know mm-hmm. and you're as soon as you go to work if you're if you're at risk like there's no reconciling that yeah and I specifically think like I don't I I I don't think Abigail is even coming from a place of like you shouldn't be violent because violence is bad. I think she's coming from a place of, I don't want you to be exposed to it because it's dangerous and I would miss you if you were gone. Yes, that is what it is. And I think that is more true to like the nature of Abigail and I think is more sympathetic than people give her credit for. Yeah. Um, yeah, that conversation you have with that hired gun who is literally a random character who pops up. Um, yeah. I think his name is Mr. Wayne. Um is very long it's like a two-minute conversation of him talking about like his ability to live this like double life kind of i don't know if he really calls it a double life but like the fact that he can be this rough and tough guy and still live the family life but he speaks to it so casually that i don't i don't think i even know yeah he has a really interesting like he has a like either a unique voice actor completely or something he goes about his conversation very differently than most people in the game like he has a very unique like I don't want to say accent, but like you know what I'm trying to say, sound to his voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I think you're right. I think that is a very good uh, comparison to make of like this guy who's talking about because yeah, and this do you want to talk about what happens in this mission too? Because we didn't really explain. Well, I'm gonna reveal some things that I want to like make kind of exciting like okay you have, you have something in mind for build up okay well let's go yeah. back so that's basically the end of the mission for sadie that there's not really much else to say about it that's pretty much it she's a bounty hunter that's cool i like it um so next mission we are gonna go get that loan from the bank guy you know it's funny the bank manager is like a really funny guy and i don't like i didn't expect that at all but like he talks a lot more i, I thought he was gonna walk in okay here's your loan but no he has a lot to say about like about john yeah, what is up with that scene? I I want to go back and watch it. See, here we go. The criticism I'm not remembering, but um, this I remember this scene actually giving me anxiety because John is so out Awful. of his comfort yeah. zone and a bad negotiator. And I was yeah. thinking, I'm thinking of like myself getting a loan, and I'm like, oh my gosh, is this what is what what is it going to be like if I try to get a loan for a house or something? Am I just mm-hmm. going to get totally screwed over? <sighs> I think it's funny, too. Well, continue. What does he say? Like, what is he saying about John? Well, he just... So, first of all, I think the big issue that John John makes, or the big mistake, is that he tells the manager his real name, which is fine. Like, whatever. Stick to one name. But then he tells him that he goes by Jim Milton, too. Like, that's (laughs) an awful idea. And he's like, yeah, I don't have any history, either. Which is like, why would anyone ever make this deal with him? I have Setting a fake name, and yeah, I use a false identity, and I don't have any credit history. Will you yep. give me a loan? Yeah, Ugh. and he does just because of his uh, his work with the other guy, which I can't remember his name. Gettys, right? Is that his name? Yeah, I think that is right. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think that's why they they made the bank manager so judgmental to like to make more sense of the absurdity of this guy actually getting a loan because he's literally a criminal. <laughs> That is funny. I mean, I I wonder if like Rockstar got to this point and they're like, wait a second, how does John end up buying a house? Like, what exactly? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's they're so like, oh, I guess we'll have to work it in somehow. Um, yeah, it is so funny, man. Just 
and this is this is great i think because it's sort of setting you up for like the american dream really this is well he even says that like he literally the bank manager once he gives you the paper and you sign it and whatever he's like i don't even i don't think it's right here necessarily because yeah no you have to do one thing before you actually get the loan um but he says like now you're a real american congratulations (laughs) because you're in because you're owned by the bank tons of debt yeah you just have a contractual obligation to pay off the place where you live it's not even it's just a piece of land at this point. it's literally just a piece of land with like a shack on it with nothing else yeah that's true because he doesn't even like see it before he buys it right no he doesn't he has no idea what it looks like he sees a newspaper listing Mm -hmm. and he's like oh this this will be nice one day (laughs) i love when Uh, they show up and the walls don't even like go all the way down to the ground there's like gaps and stuff oh yeah it's like not even a house it's like it's just i don't even know it's so bad (laughs) it's like terrible Oh, oh man, maybe it was better he didn't look at it because he probably wouldn't have bought it. Yeah, man, poor John. See, this is him just like not knowing his way through like the modern society. But then no one does. Does anyone really know how to buy a house? Jeez, you just Google it, right? That's so much. Do. Yeah, WikiHow. WikiHow, how to buy a house. <laughs> um, but the before you get the loan, he says like the bank manager says like you know you might as well you should go there to make sure there's like no squatters, which I've never heard that word before. You never heard I the word squatter. No, I've never, I've never heard that term before. I've, obviously, I know what it is now. I'm, well, actually, I don't really 100% know, but it's someone who, like, is, like, in a place they shouldn't be, is, like, taking <laughs> yeah. up residence in a place they, they, they just, be. like, illegally live on property that's not their own. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, squatter. That... <sighs> yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> if, if you don't believe in the concept of property in that sense, then you could say that they're not squatters. They're just living their life. You know, no, there's such thing as property. That's how that works. All right. Can't say I agree with those people. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, you go there and you have you have a few options. There's like three, you get there and obviously, John's like, hey, uh, guys, I just bought this land. Could you could you leave? And like that's not gonna work because that's these people have probably been living there for like a year now. Who knows how yeah. long with how it looks. Um, and then you start getting you start threatening them like you know don't make me like lose it but there's a few options you can give them money which is really weird (laughs) like why would john ever do this like i just can't picture that he has like 40 bucks to his name why would john ever give them money here like just kill them they're 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 purposely be doing illegal things at this point by being on this property after you bought it i'll tell you why john gives them money there is because he's doing all of these things in pursuit of living up to abigail's expectations and needs so if he just goes and kills these people well in, he doesn't though in pursuit he gives of them an option to leave and they chose not to it's not just murdering people even so man this this bit of land that he bought for the sake of having abigail come back has is now stained with blood of people that he killed in the process of trying to get there Think of it this way, okay? Let me put it a different way. These are people who basically broke into his house, unknowingly broke into his house, but when they're asked to leave nicely, they don't leave. So you gotta do what you gotta do. Did did he have a deed? I kind of, maybe, I don't know. (laughs) You kind of had a deed? You had like half of one? Revan, no. I think, I think, I can can very clearly see an Arthur who at this point, like, a John. Could very easy. I'm sorry, John, who could yeah. very easily kill these people, but would choose to spend what little money is he has just to avoid that conflict, because he wants so desperately to le- to put the gun down, as you said. I wonder if, 
Um, yeah, I can see that too. I do. I do see the other side of it. But either way, these guys, no, <laughs> they're toxic. You okay? <laughs> um, what was I lost? What I was gonna say. Anyway, it wasn't important. But yes, I killed them. Got rid of them. They don't need to be here anymore. They're they're, they're living. They they didn't want to leave. It's my property, man. All right, man. So Brian kills them. Do you, does it make you like move the bodies or anything? No, they they disappear when you come back. It's real nice. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel like that's like real a, fast there. That's not like a common issue that you would see in a game like this. But if it's your house, then it's like you can't just leave the bodies there and expect them to go away. It's whatever. It's part of the scenery now. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, you end up you end up killing them. Um. Or <laughs> I end up killing them, and you end up getting your loan and. I, I caught this, and I'm glad I caught it. It starts playing Red Dead Redemption 1 music, which is really cool. Does it? I didn't really notice Like, do this. you remember how that goes? Like, do you remember, like, the like the trademark? Oh, God, you're going to make me do it. That's You could have said, even if you did, you would have said no, I'm assuming. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like very okay. trademark Western. Okay, I got it. And it does that sound, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's Red Dead 1 right there. Like, I remember hearing that all the time in Red Dead 1. That's cool. Okay, I remember that, too. Yeah. So it plays that at what point exactly? Right when you get the loan, or like right after you kill them and you're on your way back to get the loan, the actual one. Uh, after you get the squatters out of your house, it plays that. I'm pretty sure on your way back. Because you need to build a house, right? Is the idea? Well, at this point, not we're not at that stage yet. But this is right after we kill the squatters or get rid of them, and we're running back to actually go get the loan because we got rid of the squatters. Oh, That's okay. Exactly. It was like and one it plays thing that music. Oh, okay, I see. That's awesome. It was I very cool. And it only, it hasn't done it since, so I'm assuming it's specific to that moment where it plays that music. <laughs> he's he's approaching it. He's approaching Red Dead 1. Yep. Um, very cool callback. Got the loan. Oh, and then you run into Uncle right after. Uncle! <laughs> Uncle's back. I knew he would be. He has he to. Just, be. He's on. just hanging out in Blackwater, right? What is he doing? Yeah, he's, he's just drunk. He, yeah, he's just doing Uncle things. Uh <laughs> sounds so weird. Um, yeah, he just, he's, in un- he's in Uncle. He's in Blackwater. And he saw, he sees you going into the bank, and he's like, as soon as as soon as you come out, he's like, oh, did you rob them? He's like, no, I got a loan for a house. <laughs> and Uncle's like, what? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Can you imagine Uncle seeing John after so many years, and he's like, oh, I got a loan <laughs> <laughs> for a house. And then he ends up going back home with him, even though John doesn't even like Uncle. It's such a weird <laughs> chain of events that leads to Uncle <laughs> being... Because I remember, th- I remember playing Red Dead uh, One and being like, "How did this guy end up here? Like, is he like his actual uncle?" And I was confused. I was so confused too. If it was his actual uncle, then I'd be like, "Okay, that makes sense." But like, he- John doesn't seem to like him at all. Yeah, and he's just always around. But then this scene sort of cements it as it being just <laughs> Uncle doesn't leave, and yep. that's it. That's the relationship, which it's, I just think is so awesome that they do yeah, that. It's yeah. really funny, and it answers a lot of questions. Not in a, it's funny because it's not even a, like a good answer. It's just like yeah, it's happened. Yeah, just Uncle was in the right there. place at the right time. Yeah, and even we, everyone Uncle. still hates him pretty much. <laughs> like he's still just lazy. Um, but he, it's cool because he's wearing his Red Dead Redemption 1 outfit, which is very cool the first time you see what, him. Or it's very it? similar. It's like a white shirt, basically, with, like, just blue jeans. It's, like, very plain. But I okay. remember him looking that way in Red Dead 1. Cool. cool. Or very similar. I think because in, in when he's with your camp, he has, like, a jacket on. And he, in this, he does not, specifically. Yeah. I hope, well, did you see, did you get the um, interaction where he has, like, the the onesie? It's not really a onesie, but it's, like, the the 
old timey like pajamas. pajamas with the. Uh, I feel like I saw him like that. He does something where he like moons somebody by yeah, I did uh, see opening that. up the uh, yep. the hatch in the back. Yeah, the hiney hatch. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's how, that's how Uncle. Oh, Uncle has a lumbago that comes up too. Like he in- immediately starts talking about how like he's like disabled basically, <laughs> and like this this ranch that hasn't been built yet. So like he's almost like not that useful in this specific scenario. He's already, he's lazy and he's disabled. Like, so, uh, do you know what lumbago is? I don't know, and I was hoping you did. I had to Google it because I was like, he keeps saying this, and I don't know what it is. It's, and it's, it's, he's, he talks about it like it's like a disease, but mm-hmm. it just, it's described, de- uh, the dictionary definition is pain in the muscles and joints in the lower back. So, that's hilarious. So, he literally doesn't, <laughs> he's just being lazy, actually. <laughs> Which, I mean, people have lumbago and they are in pain, but. But usually it's caused by something else, isn't it? You don't just say you have a lumbago. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean it does say most back pain goes away on its own in two to four weeks. So I'm I'm reading the internet now. Um but I think it's just a funny idea. It's it's like to say that you have a headache like every time someone asks you a question. Mm-hmm. Um it's lumbago. And it's lumbago. Of course, like I'd look this up and what the third YouTube video is Lumbago the song featuring Uncle lumbago and jim milton what even what even is this world i love it that's the type of content creation I'm <laughs> yeah see you, anyone can create content apparently I'm sure um, it's great. and once we get once we get uncle there that's the beginning of epilogue part two features oh, okay so now you're back you're at the house with uncle you have a new squatter you got rid of them and now you got uncle yeah, now, squatting. I got, now i got a new squatter just living here for free except he puts up like maybe one fence a week <laughs> i love i love the idea that uncle's life is so transient that he can just he's not in the middle of anything yeah he can he just, just like can immediately oh hey leave. here's john let me just go live my life with him now <laughs> it's just so absurd i love that I for the last two years yeah it'd be nice to live like uncle a little bit you know oh yeah just absolutely no worries except like what's the next piece of food i'm gonna eat and what's the next thing of water i'm gonna drink that's it it's like basic necessities <laughs> i want a uh what would uncle do bracelet yeah uncle <laughs> uncle is hanging out in the physiological stage of maslow's hierarchy oh yeah he is for sure <laughs> hierarchy there. excuse me um and i want to say like everyone hates on this little piece of land but like i think it's a nice little piece of land i wrote that specifically down like this i think right when you get uncle there you put up like a fence immediately so it's kind of like you know it's not sectioned off from the land but you know there's a little bit of a boundary it it's gives like you an idea cool of like piece. what the land is. Yeah, yeah, it's like a nice little chunk of land. I don't hey, know. Hey, location, costs, location, location. So, I think mm-hmm. it is. It's like right outside the city. It's probably like the perfect distance from the city that you'd want. Yeah. Of course, in the coming years, I'm sure that the city would like balloon out, and that would they would you'd end up living in the city there. eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that it's a it's a really nice piece of land, and it's finally like what what john has been after all this time right mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's it's cool although you know what's funny like i remember in in playing red dead one i was thinking like this this guy just wants to be a rancher and he was so passionate about it and i was thinking he must be like a ranching expert or something We're like someone uncle? no john oh john okay okay because he would always be like i just want to live on my ranch and like and he when he when he would teach um jack about how to take care of the cows and stuff in red dead one i'm talking about mm-hmm. i he always struck me as like an expert who's like passionate about ranching and knows a lot mm-hmm. but 
in watching this story, he just sort of stumbles upon this because it's what Abigail is sort of interested in. And he learned about it while at the ranch with the Gettys. Yeah. And that's, I feel like that's like the only reason. Like what else? That's is, it. Is he really that passionate about ranching? I don't think so. I, I, I don't know. He never really seems excited to like talk about it. <laughs> it's just funny that I, I envision him as someone with like this hop, like, like a hobbyist's passion for it but really he's just like doing it because he's he doing know it for his wife do. yeah <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much it um and that's a good segue into talking about the way that i want to dress our or i almost said arthur dress john for the rest remainder of this i know arthur rest in peace um so i i came to it uh i have a photo i think i did i send it to you you can pull it up right now uh where it's on the you have it's on the it? google drive I'll, I'll just drop it right now to you hold on you don't even have to do anything Two uh, seconds. Fill in I for think two this might be seconds. it. Oh, you got it. Oh, I got it. it he's right. in. He's wearing the red uh, union shirt. It's yes. not really a union. So, is it a union shirt? Yeah, that is it. That is a union shirt. Oh, well, there you go. Um, that is my. Wow, plan. that's cool. It's a very bold, uh, fashion statement. He's got the red shirt with all brown pants and boots, and some nice suspenders. Um, he looks like he's about to do some work. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I, I wanted to make him this look. Outfit. Yeah, I wanted to make him look like a rancher. And I purposely loved, I love the way John looks without, um, without a jacket on or a vest on. I really like it. It just make, gives him more of like, kind of like a man looking to look like a home man, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I like, I think I prefer like wearing lighter clothing too, cause mm-hmm. it makes it feel more real. Like instead of walking around everywhere in a trench coat. Yeah. I was very close to actually getting, getting rid of his hat, but I decided against it. I really like how John looks without a hat. Interesting. Not going to lie. I like I like the long hair on him. I purposely am keeping him long haired, so I think I talked about this before. Um, and then making him clean cut when it comes to like how he's shaved. I really like the way he looks. Make him look as much like Red Dead One as I can, but without looking like an outlaw. Want to look like a family man. Well, he could. You could have him wear the outfit that Abigail bought you. You know. I know, but I. Eh, I, know, I like this more. Okay. I like to have my own touch on it. I think that's really the reason why I really do like the rancher outfit. Yeah. Because you get the you get the outlaw outfit, which is Red Dead One's outfit, and you get the rancher one, which is like a blue. I really like the blue in it. I didn't know but it was blue. That's funny. I, th- I think it's like a bluish gray type thing. But I really like the the maroon color, which is funny because I did it with Arthur a lot too with his jackets. And then I also changed my horse too, um, which is also in the photo. Um, I changed the hair on 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 Rachel, which I found out you can't change the name of Rachel, which is really interesting. Really? Yeah, it's locked. Which is like okay, whatever. Rachel. I wonder if Rachel shows up in uh, the next game. Maybe she's just like a horse that's on the house. Maybe. That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. I don't know. I Like I said, I, we didn't get a response from any emails talking about um, if you get the same horse, depending on like... Oh, if anyone is the horse dependent? Rachel. Is the horse dependent on what horse you had before? Because this is the same type of horse. It's a thoroughbred. It doesn't look as like my previous horse, horse. It doesn't. It looks completely different, but I love the way it looks. So what it's I did with it, beautiful horse, my gosh. Yeah. So what I did with it is I I gave it the longest like mane that it possibly is that is that a mane? I yeah. Don't really know. Yeah. So the longest mane it could possibly have, and then made it like it's black on the bottom, but like right where the roots are, it's like red, like the rest of the horse. It's mm. very nice looking. I love the way it looks. If you want to see the pictures we're talking about, please check out Red Dead Cast on Instagram. Yeah, I know. Uh, see both of them. I th- yeah. Isn't it crazy just how good this game looks? Like, it's insane I, how I, much it's, detail is in that photo. Like, how much I'm zoomed in and how detailed it still is is just incredible. Yeah. You know what I didn't know, too? I just found out, um, this is a cool little thing if you if you mess around with, like, the outfit editor. 
Um, you can make like the union shirt unbuttoned, and I didn't know that. There's a I lot did, of special. I picked options. up on that. I think I noticed it once, and then never went back to it. But I love that you can have that level of customization with things. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you can get rid of a uh, like. If I would have known this, I would have done it during Arthur's playthrough of Arthur's playthrough, Arthur's life in Red Dead, <laughs> um, where you can get rid of the bandolier. Does it does it lose the benefit of having? I it? I don't know. I don't think it does because I don't have John with one because I think it looks stupid without a jacket on. I just think it looks, looks kind of like dumb in general. It looks like a, it's like it looks makes him look like he's ready for war rather than like a cowboy. Yeah, that's interesting. And if I would have like my next playthrough, I will make sure Arthur does not have his bandolier on because it looks so much better. It's way cleaner. That yeah, because I see he has the uh, satchel going across, but exactly. But yeah, I I, I love the way he looks. I, I really like like this is me coming to like like what's the word i'm trying to think of terms that i am now john and like embracing it yeah mm-hmm. embracing it i'm the rancher now rancher john now are you can i ask you this like we've talked about the the missions and stuff and what it feels like to play as john but are you playing the game differently in nuanced ways like i feel like when i um when i first switched to john I, I felt like an, an urge to hustle in a way that I didn't with Arthur, where I was like, oh, I got to make money f- for like Abigail. Part of it's like the sensation of losing all your stuff and then needing to get it again. Mm-hmm. But I think because John has a family, like it feels more meaningful to accumulate wealth. And especially when you get the loan, I was like, I'm going to pay this loan off so fast. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know that I really did. I don't remember, but um, I don't know exactly how that works to be honest. Because like it keeps saying like loan money is being taken out, but I don't have <laughs> enough money for it to be taken out. I'm not entirely sure how it works. I think it's accruing interest, maybe. Maybe that's what that is. I keep saying something. Not sure. I what what it is is it's the equivalent of the camp pot, but now instead in the post game it's the loan that you're paying towards. That's smart gameplay. I Isn't like that cool? It's very Isn't very really cool, cool transition. Um, but yeah, I think you feel like you're working more when you're playing as John because you have that obligation. Whereas Arthur was more like fast and loose. Um, I've been playing Animal Crossing lately, which has been making me think of loans. And this feels like a Animal Crossing thing where you go to mm-hmm. Tom Nook and you got to pay off the 178,000 bells or whatever. Um, yeah, no, that's really interesting. I've been playing John way less i don't know i wasn't playing arthur aggressively but like in arthur's sense there was a few times where like oh i have a witness for a crime that i committed i would murder the witness like outright right now as john i would not do that like i would just be like all right this is it are you committing crimes i haven't but if that situation comes up that's what i would do i would stick to being a a a non-crime john it's like it's like stopping at red lights and grand theft auto honestly yeah it's like to that (laughs) point now it's not that bad but yeah, I'm just trying I'm trying to live John as I think. Like I tried to do it with Arthur, roleplay him as I think Arthur would act. And I'm doing the same with John. That's cool. why I dress him up like a rancher, not a cowboy. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think I I think I was the same way where you roleplay a little bit into the character as they've been displayed, even though you just as well could continue playing the same way. Yeah, exactly. Um all right, so next mi- or actually 
at the end of this mission, the current one, Uncle says that Charles is alive and he knows where he is. And I was like, yes. Yes. Did you think so, Charles would be seen again? Yes, I did. I was really sure. they they left it up so like out in the air that like he's still alive. He does not he he stopped doing violent well, at that moment he stopped doing violent things. We come to find out he's still being violent. Just in a weird way. <laughs> um so he tells him he tells uh John that he's now in uh Saint Denis. This is Uncle telling john where he is so you go to saint denis and you start questioning at the local saloon you're like do you know you know a big burly man named charles he fights now and he's like oh yeah he's out back here so you go over there and like dude charles is like swole now he's like massive he's like and scary looking i don't remember if he's always looked like that or if he's no, like he definitely is not. no okay no i'm 100 percent sure he was like <laughs> he was lean before but now he's like he's like I, he's scary basically he is he yeah because he's intimidating when you see him just he's yeah but just to have the context of like the gentle soul that is Charles, along with that image of the hulking figure just yeah. beating the teeth out of someone. Yeah, oh and you gosh. and you witness that fight too. And I think they purposefully did that where you could like, it's like it's probably like a minute long of him just beating the crap out of this guy that he's fighting. Like absolutely, but he doesn't kill him, which is good. He doesn't even like knock him out. He just gets him to the ground, and that's it. And like that's like at least some of Charles is still there. <laughs> well, I think. I think he's playing the hand he's been dealt a little bit. And very similarly to um, Sadie's role post the gang, he's found a way to use his violent skills in a way that's like not looked down upon by society. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's, I think that's still looked down upon. It's still behind like a building. <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm, it's not, still I'm not saying it's sketchy. legal, but like every, every man in town is going there to root that's people true, on yeah. and stuff. Like it's not, you're like a celebrity, actually, more so when you do that. You're like yeah. an underground celebrity. See, there yeah, because he has like nicknames and stuff. Um, which it's really interesting when you when you go to do that fight, you have an option to bet on Charles's opponent or bet on Charles himself, which is really odd. Like, why why even give this option? I I have no idea. Wasn't there something about? Can you tell me a little bit more about what you do with Charles here? So you, you, you show up and you have like a little conversation about, you know, what, oh, you're doing this now. Like, it's nice to see you that you're alive. And like immediately you get thrusted into this where Charles bets on himself mm-hmm. with the, I don't know what the guy, the, the, the gambler guy, whoever's running it all. He asks you, hey, gentlemen, would you like to bet on this as well? And you have the option to either bet on John or bet on Charles or bet on his opponent, which is just odd, though. Like, is it change the cutscene? Like, I'm curious. Obviously, you probably don't know that. So but this it's just is a weird a situation. Well, isn't it? Isn't it like he was supposed to throw the fight? And that's oh why... yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's the key. I was missing. so. But I mean, even so, like if if you know that, or maybe you didn't know that at the point of him betting on it. But... I think you. I think it's yeah. I think it's mentioned. I feel like it is. I mean, I guess it's just it just gives the option because like you don't the player doesn't know who's gonna win mm-hmm. so well that's what john would do he'd be like i don't know uh, that guy maybe, looks it's, maybe it's up to chance actually what happens maybe he could lose the fight i don't no know way i don't think so that'd be crazy um but either way um let's see i bet on charles always bet on charles of course i would always bet on him oh yeah so the, this is the so when you're walking when you're walking away from this whole situation the first mention of arthur post-death comes up his name um Charles asks what happened, and John says, Arthur helped me out and gave me a chance to live. And it's revealed that Charles is the one that buried him and Mrs. Grimshaw. Yes. Shout and out to Mrs. Grimshaw, by the way. 
yeah that's i'm glad that she got mentioned too and she didn't just get forgotten about uh this is a this is a quote this is a karen quote of the week beautiful thank you and... for keeping those i feel like i've been letting people down i don't know if anyone is concerned about it but uh you you've been keeping us on honest with the superlatives i appreciate I've, that. I've been trying to um and this is from charles talking about where he he put arthur where he uh, buried him he says he's where he would have wanted to be a pretty hillside facing the evening sun oh isn't that wonderful it's beautiful i can't wait to go see his grave i'm gonna look it up at some see, point when i'm probably done but that's not enough information for john to know where he is right no, not even close. It's not. Is there any distinct no. location associated with Arthur that is like a hill? Can you think of anything like that? Maybe one of the maybe where one of the outposts was located. I keep calling them outposts still. <laughs> one uh, of the uh, one of the camps were located. That's like the only one I could think of. I don't know. I'm curious. I don't know either. I because it's it's just funny that they set it up like that and then Rockstar just plops a grave somewhere knowing that unless you look it up on the internet you probably won't find it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe it's maybe it's where he died that kind of he dies looking in the sun or i guess it's really more like the light he doesn't Mm -hmm. really see the sun because it's kind of stormy i don't know i'm curious to see where it is i will find it yes yeah i for sure or i I will look it up i don't don't know that i ever did find it i think i tried to go back to the spot where arthur died but i had a very hard time because you know where the cave is um where the last camp was but Mm -hmm. then like in that sequence they go up through the um ladder in the back of the cave and then they run around a little bit and then they're on top of a mountain and i I lose the location at that point i don't remember yeah yeah i have no idea exactly what it is either you could look it up i'm sure yeah i'll find it it'll be i'm excited to see it pay my respects to a great character that arthur is he i'm glad which sounds ridiculous to do to a virtual character but i don't know i feel like it's you know what would be interesting actually i wonder if you have low honor first of all it would be really interesting to see how john speaks of arthur after his death would you just say like oh arthur didn't make it would you say he went back for the money and you know he was good for nothing anyway and then furthermore would charles have gone back to bury him or would he just not care to yeah, that's interesting. Oh man, there's so many like tiny little things that could switch that would make to completely change the tone. If it, actually, if someone has played uh, as a low honor Arthur, write in and talk to us about it. I'm curious yeah, to would, find out about. I would the love to hear about yeah the differences. Um, Charles, this is another thing too that probably would get changed. Charles says that uh, Arthur's sickness rattled Arthur. I said him. So Charles, Charles. Oh my god, I can't speak right now. Arthur's sickness rattled Arthur or gave him an understanding about what his life was really all about. He says mm. that to um, John. Which is true. I mean, Ar- That's Charles exactly. is the one who had the conversation with with him about like, hey, you're fortunate in knowing that because now you can actually set things right before you die. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that would be different as well if you were playing a low honor, Arthur. That little piece. Maybe not though. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, is he rattled either ways. way? Because if you're... I don't know. I mean, if you if you get the TB diagnosis and then you're still just fighting for money to the end, then maybe you're not rattled. Maybe you're just dying as you lived. Mm. That's true, oh, man. That's you know, I I kept saying like I wish there's not. I hope I wish there wasn't an honor system for this game, but like it's really cool that there is because yeah. you have these two different two different like completely different stories almost being told. 
Um, oh, yeah, he, he gives another a lot of information that comes out of this. Strauss was picked up by agents and seems to have died in custody. Cu- I said custody. Custody. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound that bad to die in custody. Um, so, yeah, Strauss is dead. Well, you're missing a key point here, and I wanted to bring this up a while ago. Let me cross off Strauss. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, because I thought it was important. But doesn't he say something in particular about how he behaved? Well, he left the gang pretty early on before it. Well, not early, but like a little bit before everything started to really like everything lost it, you know? I don't remember exactly. I remember, and I'm sorry if I'm spoiling this for you. I don't think I am because I think it was mentioned here. But I specifically remember a mention of they tortured him and tried to get information on the gang, but he wouldn't give in. Wow, no. I don't don't remember that, but that's not that big of a spoiler, so I don't care. Um, Wow, that does change a little bit. Maybe I missed that. Maybe I was writing a note during it. That could have been why. Because I I don't know when it would come up again. That's the only reason why I'm... Mm mentioning mentioning it now but that does um, change it a lot yeah that means that wow he was like but still i think totally i there think for the gang. strauss was pretty ride or die all things considered like he didn't have his profession wasn't really honorable but when it comes down to it like to have the willpower to not give in for the people and he wasn't even like that close it's so interesting to think of strauss as a character in his perspective he's just sort of like a frail old man who hangs out with a bunch of vagabonds like what is what's mm-hmm. going on with strauss you know that's really interesting that you say his his position was not honorable what makes you say that because i i personally think he was one of the most honorable people there like he think about it this way let me let me give you an argument first to hear strauss was <laughs> the person who lent out loans probably to people who wouldn't be able to get them normally whether that's because they lived a like a criminal life and now they're trying to get back on track so you kind of say is giving people who are trying to, because obviously if you're a criminal, you're not going to take out a loan. You're just going to go rob people. But instead you have this like kind of like underground loan giver who doesn't care about credit checks. And the only, the bad thing is, is that if you don't pay off your loan, you're going to die or like, that's it pretty much. So is that necessarily dishonorable? <laughs> that's the only bad thing. So here's the problem, right? right let me hear it. And I, we don't know this for sure necessarily, but I would, bet money on the fact that um these loans had terrible interest rates and were not set up in the favor of the person accepting the loans is that ever the case though where loans are set up in the favor of the person well they're not they're they're not necessarily set up well no you need to make money on them one way or the other but you, Mm -hmm. you you can get a rate that is reasonable for the amount of the loan and like you can expect to pay it back in a reasonable amount of time with Mm -hmm. paying a reasonable amount of interest but these people who are so desperate who couldn't get loans from banks otherwise end up you know compromising to take these loans are you familiar with payday loans i've heard of it i'm not i don't know exactly what it means it's a concept where like i might mess this up so sorry if i'm misunderstanding it but i'm i'm pretty sure it's like you go somewhere with your with a paycheck or on friday and you know how like you work a week and then you work another week and then you get paid on the end of the second week for the work you did on the first week yes right yeah a payday loan is like you work one week and then they'll pay you what you would have been paid for that one week 
knowing that you're going to get the paycheck next Friday, but you're so hard pressed for money that you just need this one immediately. week. Yeah. But the problem with these is that the interest rate is like absurdly high, like 25% or like mm-hmm. whatever, God knows. Um, and obviously the next week you're going to get your paycheck, but which is the, the same as the amount from before, but you're not able to pay the interest and you have other obligations as well by then that you need to pay off. So you end up stuck in a cycle where you're just taking loan after loan after loan. And like these businesses exist and they drive me crazy because I I think that like you can, you can say, yes, (laughs) giving out loans is not morally bad. However, if your market for giving out loans is people who can't really afford them and the only way for you to make ends meet in this market given how much risk there is in giving them out is by jacking up your interest rate knowing that the people who are paying who are taking the loans out can't really pay them back anyway like that is that is bad that's you cannot make a defense for that i don't know it's interesting because you get into that territory where if you make the interest so ridiculous that they're never going to be able to pay it back you're never going to make money (laughs) because you're going to kill the person who isn't able to pay it back like Unless you want to go through the the deed of selling their property, but like that's more work than it's worth. Well, I guess really not. But yeah, I don't really it's, understand. It's tricky. I think I think there must be some understanding that, let's say, seventy five percent of the people pay it pay back the interest and the um, original amount, and because the interest on that seventy five percent was so high, it covers the loss of that twenty five percent that you don't get back. Yeah. Um, that's that's extreme. But maybe if you're dealing with so much risk as Strauss's customers probably are, then that would make sense. Mm-hmm. So well, that's a nice conversation about Strauss's morality. <laughs> We're talking a lot about loans today, huh? Yeah, we are. We'll have to work that into the title somehow. <laughs> I, you know what? Great place for my social distancing joke. I'll figure something out there. Oh my god, that's my god, couldn't be set up any better than that. <laughs> Um, let's see, where were we? Oh yeah, so we're still, alright, back to the mission. We are still on our way to, I think, grab Charles's stuff. I think that's really what this is at this point. Like, it's, we've done the fight, or he did his fight. We offer him, hey, you want to come back to, you know, the ranch with us? I think I skipped over that part completely. We've given him the option to come back to work with us, which is awesome. So Charles is going to be around for a little bit. And he says, yes, of course. And now we're going to get stuff. So we, we come across... You look like you want to say something. You got something. Well, I just wanted to add that I think the reason why he throws the fight here is because he knows that he can leave. I think he wasn't Mm -hmm. just going to... I think he was going to take the money for throwing the fight because that's his way of making money in a situation. But now that he has the out of, like, going to this ranch somewhere where he can lay low, he's like, okay, Mm -hmm. fine. I don't like these people anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. Um... So on your way back, you you come across like literally mobsters um, who are like Angelo Bronte's successor. His name's like, they say his name. What is it? Guido Martelli. Is his name. <laughs> Guido Martelli. Okay. Guido Martelli is his name. And I thought there was gonna be more to this, but apparently not. He's just kind of like a mobster, and these guys are like, "Hey, I need money." I don't know. I don't really know why. Maybe they know he's throwing or something like that, so they get in like a fight over it. I think I people. think these are the people who were paying Charles to throw fights, mm-hmm. and now as part of like leave. the gambling rack, rack, racket, racket. Um, but now Charles defied the throwing of the fight and beat the guy, right? 
Yep. So did. now all of the people that bet on Charles losing lost tons of money, mm-hmm. and Charles made tons of money on his personal bet because the, um, you know, likeliness to win. Yeah, the odds. Odds were were skewed. So now they're going to collect and or punish him for going against the plan. That makes a lot more sense. I'm glad that you uh, bridged that. So yeah, you you. So yeah, that makes that makes it more apparent why he's not a main character at all, and he's just kind of mentioned. No, it's just it's just coming to. But you end up getting in a gunfight in Saint Denis, which is crazy. Like, oh my god! Like, we're here for two seconds, and immediately we're fighting. We're killing people again. You know Um, how it is, man. Yeah, I guess it's just the way it happens. Uh, so you get in a gunfight, and I don't think I had a bounty after this, but it was only like twenty bucks. So I think I must not have killed anyone too meaningful. (laughs) No. no. No fifty dollar lives were no, lost. No, no, no. I didn't kill any lawmen. I noticed that specifically. I was like, "Thank God!" I didn't like that. Feels like so out, out of nowhere, so wrong to do as John right now. Mm, that's an interesting point because as Arthur, it's just second nature, right? Yeah. So I'm glad that didn't happen. Charles has joined the farm. We brought him back, and my next comment is, "Uncle is still annoying." It's not changed. Remotely. So you're not. I I love Uncle. Honestly, anytime I see Uncle, I'm like. He's I'm like delighted. funny, but like, oh god, he just needs to shut his mouth. Like he's just mean to Arthur or to John. He's like, oh, no wonder your wife left you. I don't know why I'm talking like that, but it's so funny though. Oh. I mean, because because it's so toothless. Like you, he he doesn't have any leg to stand on, but he, he doesn't. He acts like he's like got all these years of experience and like, oh, I, nothing. If I if I was your age, like, oh, I'd have all the women with me. Or like he says yeah. stuff like that, and it's just so obviously untrue and funny. Ugh uncle what a character um this is also another crazy thing uncle's like you know we need to get rid of this house and then john's just like okay like, <laughs> like it's so random i remember There's seeing no this argument. and being like what do you what is going on here because uncle is like oh this is terrible quality and blah 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 and john just sort of like shrugs his shoulders and then they tear the house down with, with no house any, there like they're like what's they're not thinking what's next at all Oh, this is so great. Maybe that's perfect. I think that's the purpose is that John, it's just more of John being clueless. <laughs> but like Charles is there too. You don't think Charles would be like, um, guys, there's not a house that we have currently. So we might as well keep this one for like another day. <laughs> yeah. But I think Charles is just like so passive and like supportive. He's like, oh, you guys want to pull up to your house down? Sure. And I love how it's like, I love how it's like a little mini game too. Like you pull on the horses. Like it's just so funny. Yeah, uh, they, they gamify everything, man. It's awesome. I, oh, isn't that I so it. satisfying to see it collapse, though? It is, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's made out of wood, but then apparently it turns into scrap metal, too, I noticed afterwards. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. even, like, mentioned specifically, like, can you get that sheet metal out of here? I'm like, Where, what sheet metal? It was wood. Maybe it was metal and just looked like wood because it was so rusted or something. That could be, yeah. And then, but then it gets shiny. It looked like silver now. So I don't know. It doesn't make know. any sense. Oversight? I'm not sure. So, wait, isn't it, like, actually, like, they... they pull it down and then they, they're like woo like cheering and then they're like wait now what like is that how it plays out i think out? I, I don't remember them being confused i think they were just like okay now we gotta go get one of these prefabricated okay. houses <laughs> these pre-built houses you um, know what though maybe we think this is crazy but these people have lived off the land like for dozens of years so so it's they're nothing. just thinking like we'll we'll camp and sleep under the stars and no big that's deal. true they got a tent anyway they have like a tiny little like 
little outpost, I could call it. And actually, that house was so terrible, I'd probably rather sleep in a tent than that house. So That's there true. you go. It would be better than <laughs> it would be worse than a tent. Um, so our next mission is with Sadie again. We get a we get another a mission from her, and this is interesting. I never thought about this bounty hu- bounty hunters robbing other bounty hunters. <laughs> That's really funny to think Competition. about. Competition, yeah. I mean, because. Well, if you think about it, like the more tame the land gets, the less bounties there will be. But the bounty hunters in the field will increase because, you know, they rise to the demand to the supply. Wait, (laughs) the supply rises to the demand and then the demand gradually decreases as there's more supply. Mm -hmm. And then they have to fight over things. Yeah, I took an economics course once, whatever. (laughs) Um, but yeah, to give a little bit of context, uh, basically Sadie talks about how she got this bounty and this other guy, I can't remember his name, I might have wrote it down somewhere, uh, stole it back from, well, he didn't steal it back, but he stole it from her and now we're going to go steal it back. That's the whole premise Mm. of this mission. Um, and on your way to go do this mission, Sadie, or John asks Sadie if she'd like to live at the farm and Sadie denies it, which I'm not surprised by. Yeah. What did she say exactly? She says like um i don't i didn't write exactly what she wrote but basically that she you know doesn't like people she'd rather be alone that's Mm. kind of the whole thing which i mean makes sense i'm not surprised by that well the last time she was in a gang it didn't really go well and that too yeah i think that's probably another reason why (laughs) yeah i think that's smart i think and she's found something for herself too it's not like she's kind of on the run she doesn't need to be in a group anymore because she is safe and she's a bounty hunter making money on her own so yeah but and i think i think that is cool and that sort of I, I like how sadie is sort of like a different entity here like she's someone that you go to but she's not at the um camp all the time no yeah she's not like part of your family she's just kind of like a friend at this point yeah 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 um she has a really or no i think this no john has a really interesting quote about dutch you talk about dutch a lot during this when you're talking with sadie about how he's you know his change in personality throughout the entire time john says this is another kieran quote of the week you see a man whose character changed i see a man who got found out who for who he truly is Yes, i'm so glad you wrote down this quote because i remember hearing this and being like what that's a good quote that's a good quote man yep So so john says that john says that to sadie I love I love that because it's if you if you read that quote to me and you said this was a conversation between John and Sadie, I feel like I would say Sadie said that mm-hmm. because I get like a no BS attitude from Sadie, who's yep. very like we'll call call it as she sees it. And John, I picture as being more more touched and like affected by Dutch even to this day in believing in him. Mm-hmm. Um well, John is definitely more personally affected by the actions of Dutch than Sadie is, that's for sure. That's true. And maybe maybe it's more more personal like a more personal vendetta against him. Sort of like how you're not really that passionate about Micah. Mm-hmm. Sadie's like, "Oh, whatever." He's Oh, I'm passionate. I would be very up for getting. Well, I mean, that obviously you get revenge on Dutch. <laughs> um so I'm definitely, you know, pro revenge on Dutch. So John, just to have John so clearly, because he must have just been, we forget that it's been so many years or however many Mm -hmm. years, he's just been like meditating on this for so long. And he, John, who I think is like, I I would consider him like a very reliable narrator here, is saying he's a man who got found out. So all along he's been... He's been this way. Yeah. 
that's yeah that's awesome i loved that i saw that and i was like oh yeah that's juicy honestly that's i don't funny. know what what do you believe are you on which side i of think the... he's always been this way or you know what i think it hold on let me rephrase that because if we think about the the i keep thinking about that news article where he was giving to the less fortunate by stealing from the rich like you can't really make an argument that he's always that way but i think well some you term- could say that he was doing that for show too that's true you could that sounds like something dutch would do for show to ingratiate himself with his gang and other people even more by saying mm-hmm. look i'm not a bad guy i'm giving all this money away when maybe he's giving away like 10 percent of it or he knows he's going to get more money anyway so he doesn't care about giving this money yeah, away so it doesn't matter i don't know man it's it's tricky uh i i kind of do get the feeling i'm leaning much more towards him being this way like always like he's he didn't change it's getting found out though see that wording it almost it almost gives dutch too much credit like is he really a master manipulator who from the beginning like he's just using people as a means to an end all the time i don't think he's a master manipulator but he's definitely a manipulator i can't give him a master credit yeah but i i because he's he's just a manipulator and i will not disagree with that at all i think he's just like existing and trying to figure out his own philosophy and way of life and in doing that he's manipulating people but i still feel like he's like struggling like i don't feel like he is calling shots and in a position of power really you know what i mean Mm -hmm. well he's kind of just flying by the seat of his pants yes which which is makes makes it feel like he's less evil quote unquote because no no, dutch is not evil in my opinion He's, he's not he is not evil he's more like i don't even know if i can't really say he has good intentions i don't really think he does he's <laughs> no, kind of just there he's kind of just there for himself that's yeah. what it is he's living, living in the, the seat of the moment yeah that's what it is even though he's in a gang which is what is like a, it's like a paradox <sighs> yeah i don't know i i love that i love that we because it would be very easy for them to not really give us john's take on it because we mm-hmm. have the next game but now we know and have the context that no john is calling dutch out and saying like you are not the man you said you were yeah you lied you haven't changed you are always the same like that's what's crazy to me yeah and you just led people to believe that you were different it's great it's good i'm like i we should play red dead (laughs) yeah yeah just makes me lean more towards it anyway um so back to the mission um you have an option to get the bounty back. You can either go in guns a blaze and you can sneak. And there's maybe a third option. I think maybe like threaten them, which is weird. Like you can do like you can sneak in, go guns a blaze, or you can walk up to them and ask them nicely. Yeah. Um, Wait, what I did you do? Cho- I don't remember what I did. I chose sneaking. Does it work? You know, I don't know because there's a lot of people to kill. And what happened was like at first, like I killed like four people. I was like, all right, we're doing our sneaking thing. And then there was this guy who I was like, I don't, she didn't really tell me what to do, but I'm going to use a throwing knife on him because it's kind of silent. But no, it just alerted everyone. So it turned into a big shootout. Yeah, I, I have a hard time with sneaking in this game because I never know like, like, is this really something that I can effectively sneak all the way mm-hmm. through? Like, aren't you sneaking? Okay, you do sneak when you go to save the son of the um native american chief right yes. and that yes. you actually successfully sneak i think until you get to him and then like yeah. the fire starts or something mm-hmm. um but there are other missions where like there's just a bunch of people in a camp like this one where it's just like i don't know how like how you would really sneak if people are just looking at each other 
and like it doesn't feel like there's a way around it so yeah there probably was a way to do it right i it, it's not like i lost any karma or, uh, yeah it doesn't it doesn't really matter at the end of the day but no but it, i was getting close to dying i was getting shot a lot like i think it's it's supposed to be a lot more difficult if you get caught earlier like i did mm. um, but i just rolled with it and made it happen it worked out um getting getting bounty was the most action-packed mission yet which is kind of crazy like by far this is the most gunfight of like the last like 12 missions it's been very uh very calm lately uh i got the bounty you bring him back and you get paid you get paid like 200 bucks which is a lot of money at this point in the game that's a lot of money for john yeah, yeah. and is i that, of course is that the total amount for the bounty or is that no john's it's cut? what you get actually it's john's cut for it wow so that's probably very really, good then yeah my gosh. it's a very expensive bounty um and we was like one of the most wanted people but uh of course you know instead of putting that bill towards the loan or that that um chunk of change i bought new clothing for him which we talked about earlier <laughs> no wait yes. oh you're killing me brevin come on dude this is a video game i no, want to because make... why no john character would buy clothes after that he doesn't Listen, care about clothes it's even worse because i also customized my my repeater too because it was bothering <laughs> me that it was uncustomized <laughs> oh that does so i spent of, like a hundred bucks it does sort of play into like a not knowing no not really knowing how to handle money and i guess john hasn't had money like that probably for years anyway mm -hmm. so so we can make it work in the war it's funny um what else happened let's see that's kind of there's only like one more mission i kind of already talked about it uh oh yeah so i i when i went to go i didn't talk about this when i was talking about my horse when i went to go change the horse's name obviously i found out you couldn't do that but there's a lot of options for new horses that are available. I didn't even realize. So there's there was this horse there. It was called an Arabian horse. Mm. And it's a really tiny horse. And it has the highest speed possible in the game. Like, it can get up to that speed. And it has handling that's above race, which I didn't even know existed, called Elite. And the horse also cost $1,250. And I was like, that's insane. That's a lot of money for a horse. I wonder if that's Dutch's horse breed. That might be it. It was small, yeah. It could have been. Because why would dutch have like a cheap horse but if it's like a super fast excellent steering horse yeah so that's cool i didn't know that existed i wonder if that even existed steering. during arthur's time yeah i think i i bet they saved some horse breeds and stuff for the end like posts yeah Arthur's which also i'm game. curious how much money you get throughout this whole thing because like 200 bucks that was a lot of money to have so i'm wondering when like our big influx of wealth is gonna come or if it's more like you actually have to work for it. I don't know. We'll see. I'm curious what Rockstar decided to do for that. Yeah, like, what do you want out of the economy in the late game? Because I was very much about saving money playing as Arthur until I realized he was going to die. And I I, I think it's interesting. Like, they made the decision. They sort of have to. They have to make the decision where Arthur doesn't... I mean, John doesn't get Arthur's money that he accumulated, mm -hmm. right? Because theoretically the player could have earned hundreds of thousands of dollars as arthur and then if arthur dies and john inherits that money then they don't have any house problem they can buy a mansion they just you know? buy a house yeah yeah so um they needed john to need money here um maybe you could make the lore thing is like is, is it dirty money you get what i mean uh like it needs to be laundered or something yeah something like that maybe that's mm. why it wasn't possible i don't know that's my take on the lore reason of why it couldn't have happened I'll yeah, I don't know, because you can still pay to get money laundered, like, through the mob or something, and just mm -hmm. get, like, 70% back of the original value, but it's, like, quote-unquote clean money. All those yeah. all those mattress firms or whatever, you know? <laughs> all the mattress just... stores that are open, they're all money laundering systems. <laughs> no one needs that many mattresses, let's be real. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, so I saw that. 
Um, oh yeah, so this, all right, this is the final mission that we do. Um, we kind of already talked about it a little bit, so we'll speed through it. You you hear? I think either Charles or Uncle talks about how you can get a pre-designed house, basically. So you get like a you get a layout and you just buy it like that. I um, love this idea, by the way. I want to do this. It, I mean, it definitely exists probably a lot better than it did back then. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they could, like, bring it on, like, a truck and just drop it off. Like, that absurd. I don't think that's actually possible. Well, I mean, you need to put, like, a foundation in, obviously. But if it's just, like, a... There are houses that don't have basements and it's just slabs. Like, in Florida, Mm -hmm. a lot of houses are like that. So you could theoretically just drop a house down. Why not? Can you imagine that? Just instantly have a house on this land in, like, four hours? (laughs) But, um, yeah, so... I just love this because it feels more and more, like... It's, like, not even... Like, we're just, it's just removing myself more and more from being an outlaw. Like, I'm gonna have a house. Like, it's crazy. It's really cool. This, I love this mission, how it's just like, because you're just two civilians. You're not, there's no ill intent. You're just two guys, one man and a crazy old man going into mm-hmm. town and being like, I need a pre built house thing. It's not pre built, yeah. pre cut, right? Yeah. And, um, let's see. Uh, I talked about the conversation with the hired gun earlier um he hides you get them so i didn't really talk about why they're there so charles talks about the skinner gang and like that they're really dangerous and like having these extra men while we're hauling this lumber is really useful because obviously we kind of have a lot on us at the moment um which is why that hired guns there and then you have a conversation with him uh showing you can have a normal life wait 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 you're so i want to talk about the magazine that you look through where you can it, it it looks like the in-game catalog, except instead yes. of guns or food and stuff, it's house, it's yeah, house, it's house layouts. layouts. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I was, my mind you was could, going you were to, gonna like, be able to do it yourself. And I was like, yes, I can pick my own house. Like, this is awesome. And I, I you, they must have designed it knowing that p- people would feel that way. Because yep. then he turns the page and it's the house. What is yep. it? Hennigan'stead? What is it? I don't know what the name of it is, but. And yeah, you, I. You're like, I took it, oh. <laughs> no, I took it more as... Wait, is that actually like an important name? The, ha- the name? I don't know. The house? Okay, I don't know if it was like a Red Dead 1 uh, reference. But I took it more as like <laughs> making the player believe that they're going to be able to like build their own house. And then John coming out of nowhere with his inexperience. He's like, I want that one. <laughs> like, that's all it is. It's like immediately sees what he wants. It does play into like the cluelessness of John who doesn't even give a second thought he's no he's i like, mean of course it. he knows nothing about houses how would he know what kind of house he likes you know but but like you can look <laughs> you could spend mean, maybe like jump half an hour is yeah like, exactly this is gonna be a house that you're presumably gonna live in for the rest of your life and he exactly. sees a catalog he's like that it's like the Let's first it. page on the first one. <laughs> oh, it's so funny um so yeah uh <laughs> they, you get you you go to get tools to build the house um this is after you get the lumber you're on your way and you meet this guy named Neil, and it's just so funny. Do you remember this guy? No. So he he's like this, I don't want to call him a hillbilly, but he kind of is a hillbilly that lives out in the forest and, like, makes tools. He's like a blacksmith. But he, like, doesn't know how to talk or, like, barely knows how to have conversations. So, like, <laughs> you get the tools from him, and Charles is like, so we're going to, we'll pay you back. We'll do it this way. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like, he just keeps saying okay to everything. I sort of remember this because he, they're they're talking about how he's, he's going to, like, put it on the loan and you can bring a bill to the guy who they bought the yeah, house from. Yeah. And he's just like, he's like, okay. And then Charles is like, is that, so does that work for you? Like, that's fine? And he's like, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I and love then John, that. And then John gets back on the wagon with Wayne, and he's like, okay. <laughs> they, I, Rockstar's very good. I, I think they're better in this game about dropping in these, like, screwball characters mm-hmm. just to, like, lighten the, uh, the, the story a little bit. Yeah, because it There's feels been a like a lot less comedy in this part of the game. I've noticed it's very, yeah, much, it's I mean, very serious. It feels like that character is like every character in Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. but now they're it's it's select and it feels realer because it's like well maybe there is a guy in the woods building tools. Who's yeah, like I was very good say at that, that, but he just can't communicate. Like exactly, he just lives on his own. Okay, <laughs> does what he wants. Okay, um, and then you get attacked by the Skinners, and these are like the scariest guys I've fought so far in the game. They're like ruthless. They're even more ruthless than like what I can't remember the other people. There's um, the hill, yeah. The the other those like, are like hillbillies, basically, yeah. yeah. These guys are just, like, ruthless. Like, I even, like, I think even twice they snuck up behind me and, like, actually, like, threw me oh, to the yeah. ground. No, they're they're And they, because they up. swarm you, too. There's so many of them. Like, it's crazy. This is, like, probably more action than the, the bounty hunting part. Um, But, yeah. I, like, it was, I was getting roughed up there, for sure. I think I even used another, like, I've been using health potions in, like, the big gunfights in these parts of the games, which is cool, because I guess maybe they up the difficulty a little bit to keep things interesting. I wonder if it seems if, like uh, John is more fragile. He's got less oh, meat true. on the bones, you know. Maybe, yeah, he's a little leaner. <laughs> that would be fun. I mean, you you get your like health and stamina experience, right? So yeah, you know. keep all that stuff. Um, but yeah, then you end up they end up taking Mister Wayne and the tools. That's why you have to get in this really big fight with them. And then of course they end up killing Wayne, which is the guy who has yeah. a family and the hired gun, which is really unfortunate. How does this transpire exactly? Like, how do you lose sight of Wayne? I don't understand that. Well, he gets like taken. Oh no, he gets no, shot. He gets shot by an arrow. Something doesn't. No, he? he gets shot by an arrow. So he's kind of like already like immobilized, and then they end up taking him with the tools because he's on the same wagon. Okay. Because they're okay. and they're also just crazy. Yeah. Um, and then you end up fighting through all of them, which is why you do you that. find him with like a an axe through his head or something yeah he's, he's like brutally oh, murdered that's like so messed up yeah yeah and especially since you just heard like his entire life story about you know having a family of course Ugh, it's tough yeah. but yeah and that's where we leave off we got the lumber though that's the only that's the good thing that came out of this we have the <laughs> lumber the for our house and the tools to build our house and we will we will see where that leads us to what's what's your next step then i hope abigail comes back soon mm. i miss abigail what do you think and they're Jack. doing I don't know, man. Like, they just live in, like, day-to-day, like, in hotels. Like, they don't have money. Well, I guess maybe well, I guess they're working she's had, at she the laundry in the strawberry, right? Yeah. So, I guess we could just go see her, right? <laughs> I don't know, though. No, I'm, because she mentions, like, like she doesn't tell John where she is, so John won't go and try and find her. Well, so this is know. what's interesting is, like, if John wanted to, instead of doing all this, he could just find her, you know, just mm-hmm. devote all of his time to tracking her and tracking her down and figuring out where she is and she probably isn't that far away i mean where how far could she have gone yeah but i think that shows john's maturity yes exactly because a younger john would have just went and like pleaded on his knees like come back i'll be better next time without really being better or Mm -hmm. seeking to better himself and now he's like okay i'm getting it like i need to actually fill these needs before i can even see her again Otherwise, we're just going to end up in the same cycle. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting, too, that Abigail has, like, does she actually believe that John's going to do this? Because think about it. She's leaving her husband. I think they're married. Yeah, they're married at this point. Um, she's leaving her husband with absolutely no idea where he really is to himself. And, like, that's setting him up to, to fail, basically, to get himself killed. 
but she seems to be okay with that almost it's it's odd well i think no i i think from abigail's perspective she's not playing any games here she is done with john she's Mm -hmm. like i can't handle the pain that you put me through by going back and forth like this so i'm just gonna leave with jack it's just crazy to do that though like especially with like you're leaving jack without a father like guaranteed basically i guess that's but that could be doing him a service by saving his life i don't know i mean is it is it crazy to do that or is it crazy to leave jack being raised by a man who is so prone to violence and just illegal activity that's tricky man it is i mean that's a hard decision to make and the fact that abigail has the gumption to stick to it is very impressive i think i know she hasn't said anything i hope she comes back very soon i think she should i actually don't yeah but if she just never comes back i'll be very disappointed where i'm trying to remember where where in, in red dead one where is our relationship with abigail at the very beginning do we even like you don't remember i can't remember now well you know that they're kidnapped I mean, uh, well, kidnapped is weird. <laughs> it's, being held I, I remember hearing that they were kidnapped and being, I mean, I don't know if they say that quote unquote, but that's the impression that I got when I played it. And I was like, why is the government kidnapping people? But no, they're just like in custody, I guess. Yeah. And they're using them as like uh, leverage to make Sean do yeah. the work. So I mean, that's probably, they're not going to come back. Yep. That's it right there. You think they're not going to come not gonna... back? Not going to get a happy ending, obviously, because I know where this game leads to, but that's <laughs> uh, unfortunate. Like I said, I'm still sticking to my word. Um, I think this game is going to end the same way Red Dead 1 begins, and I really hope that is what happens. It's leading, it's still right now is leading me to believe that, I think. It's getting less and less, though, likely, because now he has a house. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm curious what's going to happen. Maybe the house is going to get destroyed at the end of this. I don't know. All right, Brevin. Well, we shall see. I don't know, but like gameplay wise, you, that can't happen. I don't. Know. I don't know, man. I there's something you're missing here that I don't want. I don't want to draw the connection Micah? for you. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's no, different now. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just I'm just realizing how a conversation went on this show where I was thinking something totally different, but now I understand because of. <sighs> I'm. Can I just say it, Brevin? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to yeah, give me permission? It. Yeah, say it. You know what? Never mind. You know what? No, oh, I'm not you going cannot to. do I, that. No, I can. I Are can. you kidding me? I, I have equal ownership of the show. I can decide what goes and what doesn't, right? Whatever. I... <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. No, it's okay. Um, no, what I was going to say, I'm going to save it for next week and see if you come to the conclusion on your own. I'm sure that's, I probably will. That's all I'll say. It seems like that's been happening. Like now I figured out the Micah situation. That's what we were really alluding to. I'll probably figure this out. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Also, I feel like an idiot. Maybe. I don't know. Well, whatever. I'll. I'll... You well, whatever. You might be an idiot, but I'll help you out as well. You're trying to say. <laughs> I'll hang out with you if you're an idiot, Brevin. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's all it. right. Anything else? I'm looking at your cat on the bed behind you. Stretch out. She's been there the whole time. That's a, that's impressive. It's almost like a green screen of like a cat just in the background. She lays in here like twenty four seven, so it's fun. Very cute. Uh, see that that would be a benefit of having this be a video podcast. People could see your cat. You just watch my cat for the days. only benefit. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing. All right. Thank uh, you so much for listening. We love you all. Um, yes, we do. Please write into reddedcast at gmail if you have any thoughts, questions, feedback, etc. We are getting near the end of this. I know. 
it's this is really coming crazy. to an end very soon. We started in December. I was thinking, like, we've been doing this for four months now, five months. Yeah, not four, but well, not even four months. But no, I'll wait. We oh, started on December twenty right. fifth. That's right. That's right. Not even four months, but still. But still, no, it's a long time. How, a, a, quarter a quarter of a year. year. Yes, that's incredible. I'm still playing this game, the story, and it's taken me a quarter of a year almost to play. I remember absurd. you talking about it, and you'd be like, what do you think? Will, will we be doing this for like a month? And I was like, yeah, Brim, we'll, we'll do this for a month. <laughs> now we're working on this many, this many yeah. weeks. Ugh, you know, I think, you're, I think you've actually beaten it faster than I did, though, so there you go. Which is crazy, because I know if I wasn't doing a podcast, I would have blown through this game in like probably two or three weeks. Yeah. I feel like I would have, yeah. Well, you know, I don't know though, because I would have been more inclined to do outside stuff to keep it, to not have because I don't have yeah. to keep it on track. I don't know. It's interesting. How long would it have taken me? Can you imagine? Like that's just incredible though that you you have a responsibility as someone on this podcast to play through the story actively, and mm. it still took you three and a half months, four months to beat it. It's gonna like, probably be. And I th- I see this show having like another two episodes of like story related content, mm. and then after that will be digesting it all got some good digestion coming our way (laughs) yes (laughs) we won't need any thomas here no oh my god all right with that wow what a weird thing to say tyler it's fine i hope everyone stays safe and healthy out there and we will see you guys next week yes see you see ya